Chilling me, kissing me, have the blue box that say Tiffany. Curry with the shot, just tell him to call me Stephanie. Gun pop, and I make my gun pop. I'm the queen of rap, young Ariana Run Pop. These friends keep talking way too much. Say I should give them up. Can't hear them, no, cause I. Hey everybody, uh, my name is Big Al Robinson. Uh, you may know me as the List Man um, via Flixation Podcast. And uh, I have with me uh, five friends uh, all from all parts of the world. Um, 
and I'm going to introduce you guys. So we have uh, Shauna from Jamaica. Say hello. Yeah. Yes, this is Shauna. Shauna had... WTF, that annoying film person on your time. Yeah, <laughs> the one that's, that loves the Sharknado franchise. Yes. <laughs> we have Joel Melendez from uh, Puerto Rico. Say hello. Hey, he- hello, everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. We have Daniel Smith-Rousey from, um, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Um, what is your site called? <laughs> Oh, Map to the Future. Yes, yes. Everybody should read that. It's great. <laughs> and and learn the title. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is my bad. I will edit that out. <laughs> and then we have Robin Wright uh, from uh, right out of L.A. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hey, Robin's half asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then we have <laughs> Ryan Adams from Awards Daily. Hi, guys. Good to be with you. And, Ryan, your official title is editor or deputy editor? Uh, editor, yeah. Sasha gave me that title a long time ago before I, we, we even really understood what it was. Sasha, of course, Sasha Stone is the um, founder and creator and and owner of Awards Daily, and I'm like her um, assistant, basically. Vice, vice president. Vice president, yeah. v, VP of Awards Daily. Right. Okay, and well, and uh, we're all in different time zones. Uh, Robin, your how time is it there for you in, in the UK? Just gone midnight. Okay, so well, happy Sunday. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's BAFTA day for you. BAFTA day. You must be excited. I uh, kind kind of they're just copycat out there, but yeah, I'll I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about the BAFTA compared to the the Oscars? Uh, the two the two distinct things they do is that they tend to copy like like the whole three months of award season is just like sheep. They all follow the same ten films. The is BAFTAs do it, but the other, the other thing they do that's quite annoying is they they go pick a lot of British films, but they, they don't pick like the right ones. So they'll pick like actors who are British, and I always find they don't pick you know the, the right ones. But in my opinion, but it's usually a funny show. It's a bit more light-hearted. A bit faster mm-hmm. than the Oscars. So. Do you think it's a recent development that they have tried to be more like the Oscars, or have they always been like that to some extent? I think they've always been like that. I think, especially when they used to be after. I think now, but now there's a lot more people predict now, don't they? So you you know where to go, you know what, what boxes to tick, and a lot of the films, I'll be honest with you, unless they get screeners, don't even come out here. You know, right? So that, because of. The release dates are usually we're usually a little bit behind you, aren't we? Depending on what type of film we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, for the uh, people watching, the uh, British people watching, it, they're sort of in the dark about what's even being talked about, right? Yeah, like the general public. Ah, uh, yeah, like obviously we can get to see some of these films, or you know, if you see, see come out. But a lot of people, general public, will have heard of a lot of them, and I think they'll just watch it for, you know, oh, there's George Clooney. Ooh. You know, it is great, though, that they do at least have categories where they do specifically try to stick to films that are that are produced and made in, in the U.K., Outstanding British yeah. Film, and uh, uh, what is the other one, De- Debut by British Writer, Director, Producer. Yeah, they have um, The Rising Star as well, which is really good, really important, like the young <laughs> actor, actress coming through or... 
You know, it really is. I mean, comparatively, compared to what the Golden Globes used to do, where they would have the Golden Globes Globe Star of the Year, Star of the Year, which was kind of a joke. I do believe that you're right that in that the BAFTAs it, it can really give a boost to someone's career and make a big difference for them if they're recognized as a one of the young upcomers. Robin, can you Sometimes. win a Rising Star and um, Best Actress or Best Actor or something at the same time, like maybe Brie Larson last year? That's just an example. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact rules, but I would say so. Yeah, but I think we usually give it to somebody who's perhaps knows not going to get nominated, mm-hmm. and just like to say, well, oh, well, look at look at this kid. He he was good as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I like. For instance, they don't even they don't even attach them to a specific movie or or project. They just they they just recognize them as the person as their individual talent without being associated with any film. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you got someone like Anya Taylor Joy this year. She's, she's like in every film. She's like Alicia Vikander from last year. So, <laughs> so that's that would be a deserving winner. But then you get someone like the girl from Victoria, who, you know, that that was one take. So she had to act for two hours about. So that that deserves a Rising Star Award itself. But I'm I'm, I'm being a bit biased now. <laughs> and one thing I haven't don't completely understand. I know there's BAFTA TV awards too. Do the do the voters? For both groups get to vote for in both uh, awards or not? Do, 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 I don't. No separate academy. I mean, there, there might be some crossovers. And plus, there a lot. There were a lot later as well. I think like April or something like that. So. Yeah. Okay. It used to be. They used to be like together. It used to be very close. But then. Hmm. I used to just think to... that they were the same thing. That they that it was all handed out in one night. But like, but I know better yeah. now. Totally so as far way. as the British films that are, I know we're we're here we're here to talk about the Oscars, but since we yeah. got off on this on this sidetrack, uh, as far as the outstanding British film, do you think that there was anything left out of of the nominees this year that you would have liked to have seen? Because that's what I always like to hear people who are on the ground in the country where the films are made. You know much more about British films than we do, and so uh, I'll just name the nominees for outstanding British film. There's yeah, America. Just, just googling it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just re- there's American Honey, which made a big splash here. It's nominated for a lot of Spirit Awards here in America. There's Denial. There's uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. There's I <laughs> there's I Daniel Blake. I Daniel Blake. Uh, Ken Loach. Um, Notes on Blindness, which I don't know anything about. Um, Under the Shadow. Those are the um, six nominees. Yeah. So I'm not telling you my favorites. It's a bit of a spoiler, but okay. the. Fantastic Beasts shouldn't shouldn't be in there. Mm. I don't know if anybody's seen it. (laughs) That was the one that got a hoot here from our group. From our. (laughs) Planned on seeing it, it, but then um, when the day came, we didn't feel like doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that and I wanted to see other movies as well because you know from November and December, I mean, every weekend has like nine new movies that I really wanted to see. It just never ends. Right. It's really, hard, it's really hard to call that category as well because sometimes if a British film on the rare occasion is the big one, especially for BAFTA, they'll maybe go for, you know, uh, Sense and Sensibility rather than the American film. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll nominate a British film, but they'll give it to something else. Mm, I so, see what you mean, yeah. So something that can't win Best Film. So that's, that's quite good. So if you look at that list, you probably think maybe... Uh, I don't know. I, I, my, my guess would be Under the Shadows probably going to win, but mm-hmm. 
it's very difficult to call. You know, like, I like it's, it's interesting to me, and but that's a movie like Skyfall that only got nominated in America and for the Oscars for uh, maybe cinematography and I don't know if anything else. Um, but, but it was it was named Outstanding British Film of the Year the year that it came out. Uh, um, do you think that it's that's a sort of the same situation as with Fantastic Beasts? It's, it's just a worldwide sensation and more people are familiar with it and just by name yeah. recognition it makes it in? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And so what? What movie? You know, it's on blindness and denial. They're really small films as well, so they've got in. So they do. They do tend to mix it up a bit. Hmm. So of those, uh, what what was overlooked this year? Do you think among British films that you would have liked to see nominated in that category? Um, that's a tough one. I'm have to come back to you on that one. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot. I just, I'm just curious. So we can. I'll just shut up now. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I, this is great. I am, I'm just having a ball. No, I'm just, I have BAFTA on the mind because it, it's coming up for us. And, and here in America, we will start hearing these, the winners come in around noon tomorrow. And so I'm already in that frame of mind. And I'm, uh, I, it's, it's some, sometimes for me, I'm really more excited almost about the BAFTA than I, BAFTA than I am about the Oscars because I'm, I, um, I think I find that they make, Surprising choices, which I always like surprises. I hate the fact that even though I'm kind of in, in the prediction business, that 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 is that it can be that predictable that we know in advance so many of the winners, so that by the time the Oscar night gets here, we are so well versed in it and we know yeah. all of the ins and outs and all the stats, and we can pretty much guess what's going to win. It takes some of the fun out of it, but I but the fun of the BAFTA is still there. Yeah, ex- exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Bafta is it later? As in tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They, Just... they scheduled it with the Grammys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they really thought took that Wait, into consideration. Wait, are the Grammys tomorrow night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the iHeart Radio Awards. You <laughs> 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 know, when it comes to music, I used to be with it, but now I really do not know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I still listen to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because you're going to be listening to what I choose as my film of the year tomorrow, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we get, we hear that we have to uh, sort of, we have to really follow the BAFTA on Twitter to know who's winning. That's the only way that we can know. We didn't even used to know that. I mean, I don't know how people used to know before the Internet about the BAFTA winners until it was broadcast. We do have BBC America here now um, where the the broadcast comes on in, uh, later in the evening. But even in the U.K., it's not broadcast exactly live, is it? Is it? Oh, no, it's live. Two hours, two hours later, they put it on edited. So it's all mm-hmm. that I can catch the results. I, mm-hmm. I'll wait till like well nine o'clock here, but it's seven o'clock to do it, and I, I I don't know why they do that. I don't either. And I guess maybe it seems like that they want to keep it to a strict two-hour time slot for one thing. I think so. Yeah. And they like to maybe control because you know how unpredictable the Brits are. They're liable to say anything. They'll be cussing up a storm, and they so they have, they're able to cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the host that, this year anyway. Uh, Stephen Fry again. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. How do you feel about him as a host? It's it's funny. His his formula's a bit the same every year, but he is, he is funny, definitely, and he's not afraid to to mock, you know. Yeah, I like that about him that he's not afraid to mock. I do think that it's a little bit. I think he's sometimes it feels to me. I mean, 
compared to the Oscars, is they the writing that they give to the host is is great. But I mean, it's still all too scripted to me. The presenters and the host, they is is too formulaic for me. Yeah, and he still seems quite nervous doing it. The the guy of that stature, he still seems a little bit nervous. Maybe he's starstruck. <laughs> That's endearing, that kind, of kind of in a way. But I see, I, I had never thought about that. But you're right. I didn't. I don't know enough. I've only, I have only seen him really in the, just a, the handful of movies that he's been in, and only at the BAFTA. So I don't know what he's like on talk shows and things like that. I have no, 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 no frame of reference about what he's normally like. But I. But now that you mentioned it, he does seem like it's a. It's a. It's a big gig, you know, and it's a it's an imposing venue and everything like that. Yeah, Stephen Fry is the guy from The Hobbit, right? Uh, no. Is... Yeah. Oh, was I'm not sure. I uh, definitely uh, he's been in some great films. It's actually Harry Potter. Okay. No, that's a lie. He's in The Hobbit. He's in The Hobbit. Well, I'm sorry to get us off on the BAFTA track. I'm glad that we talked about it because it, it is something that's uh, that's happening now, and, and it'll be still we'll still be in the conversation when uh, Al gets his podcast online for everyone to listen to. But uh, we maybe should steer this back toward the Oscars. Sure, sure. Okay. Phone, phone language animated then. Pardon? So we're going to say phone language and animated. We're going to just we're going to just pick. Yeah, that what sounds. We would like yeah, to see. Yeah, right? just kind of what yeah. we want as our favorites. Okay. Well, then um, we will jump right to Best Documentary Feature. And what we have nominated here is we have Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ Made in America, which I look at as a TV show, and 13th. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll go first. Uh, what I mean, even though I just said I look at OJ as a TV show, I do think it is a phenomenal work. And so I would like to see that one win. Uh, I think not only uh, I think it will win. It seems like that it's winning. It's winning so much. It seems like it's it's winning everywhere. And so I think it's likely to to be the winner on Oscar night. Um, I don't think it's it's surprising that we wondered when it for when before even before the nominations came out if people were going to look at it as a television program and and also whether or not the length of being. Uh, so many so many hours long if people thought that that was an unfair advantage but it seems like that it didn't matter to the people who um, nominate the oscars and so i don't think it'll make any difference to them when they vote uh right the now, either. And, and, and i don't remember if it was your podcast or if i was listening to next best picture with uh, matt naglia but one of you guys were saying something about that maybe the oscar voters for instance would watch part of it and just decide to vote for it or even like just see the name and vote for it without even watching it. Huh. Interesting. Possibly. I, you know, um, you suggesting that they didn't watch it. I can't believe that. Right. The annual question about whether or not the Oscar voters actually, how many movies they actually see each year. And I wonder yeah. about that. So, yeah. and especially something that's a, as daunting as that, that it, when they sit down and they, especially when you've got a, a stack of screeners, 25 or 30 screeners of different things that you know, you need to watch whether you're going to invest. How long is it? Seven hours long or something? Yeah. Like something like seven and a half hours. Yeah. You know, what I did is I ended up buying it on iTunes because they split it up into five parts. So it was mm-hmm. much more manageable. It felt like I was watching 
like an episode of something and i watched it over five nights Mm -hmm. so that's why i say it feels more like tv plus each episode had actual starting credits and end credits oh yeah and probably so some of the not everyone worked on all of the same episodes yeah not yeah uh so but like i wonder like because i think they released it in the theater at least probably in new york and la and i figure they had to cut out the end credits it's probably like if peter jackson was able to make one lord of the rings and you don't have any of those credits you just go right from one scene to the next I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, I had never thought about that, but you're right. In order to qualify for it to be an Oscar nominee, you have to appear in theaters on both coasts um, for a period of like two weeks or something. So imagine that, the theater <laughs> that booked booked that, and the people who would buy a ticket to show up and watch a seven-and-a-half-hour movie. It's it's crazy to think. Like, my butt it gets is. numb, like, watching <laughs> a two-hour movie. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what I can say though, I, um, that I, life animated is something I want to see. And I was listening to, uh, Clarence, Joey and Megan over at the, um, water cooler podcast. I know Joey said something about, it. he saw the trailer three times and he teared up three times. So this sounds like something I want to see. Oh yeah, me too. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know much about it. That's one, that's the one I have not seen. And so I was going to try to pretend like I had seen all of them, but I, I'll just admit that I didn't see uh, Live Animated. Um, that's That makes me want to see it, because I trust those guys. I trust yeah. their opinion. Yeah, exactly. We all want Devane we to win, though, don't we? She is really yeah. great. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I have to say, I, it makes me, I'm, I'm, I, it hurts my feelings that she's not, that she may not win. I would love to see her win. If I had, no matter how great OJ Made in America is, and it certainly is, I would really prefer to see the thir- 13th and DuVernay win. You're right. Like, like Selma Gilt, maybe? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, there may be. You know, I do think that that, that plays a factor. I think that a, a lot of people obviously voted for Selma to, to make it an Oscar nominee, and I think a lot of people uh, were disappointed that it didn't get nominated for more. And that uh, has a residual effect with a lot of voters. People who are fond of that movie and who feel like that a movie was treated unfairly will m- try to make it up in a subsequent year to an actress or a filmmaker um, in this way. So you're right about yeah. that. I think there is the Selma guilt thing going on. Does um, anybody want to chime in with their choice on this category? Yeah. Yeah, Daniel. What do you what what do you what do you like? What's your preference? What what's your favorite? Documentary. That's a good question. Uh, first, I want to say that this cat, I, this category fascinates me this year. You know, uh, has any category of the Oscars ever had four uh, African American directors out of five or out of anything? I don't think so. I think this is an amazing. Just this category, full stop, is an amazing accomplishment in a way of the Oscars. You know, four out of five African American directors. I mean, that's. That we just I want to just pause the podcast for a second to say, wow, thanks, Oscars, for actually getting something right for once. Uh, mm-hmm. Part of me is a little worried that Fire at Sea, as the as the lone, uh, <laughs> oh, is going to turn into the Art Carney, uh, Harry and Tonto win uh, that beat Al Pacino in Godfather 2 
Jack Nicholson in Chinatown and Dustin Hoffman and Lenny. Okay, that's not going to happen. And I know that that movie is actually about the migration crisis, too. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike you guys, I have seen Life Animated. My kid is autistic. I'd read the book um, that it's based on. And it is, it's, it's a fine film. I think if I think I am not your Negro has a lot of heat right now. A lot. I mean, you keep hearing about it in the press. I'm like Ryan. I'm rooting for Thirteenth. That that's the one I would vote for. Yeah, I do. I want Ava DuVernay to have um, not just dolls with her likeness, but also the words Academy Award winner next to her name. So I, I would vote for that. It's it's an excellent film. Why not? Um, I also watched all 10 hours of OJ. I mean, and that was, it was great, but I, I would vote for the 13th if it, if it was me. I, so that, that's my, I, I don't know about what, I, I don't know who really deserves it. Um, anyway, but that, I just think this is a heck of a category, whatever happens in a way. Mm. That's great. You've pointed that out. I had not even, I hadn't even thought about that yes, before. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Robin, go ahead. No, sorry. I just said that was a great summary. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Um, just uh, you want to cut this out, but um, Daniel, there's a um, if you maybe could get just a little bit closer to your mic, there would be less sure. kind of e- echo yes. to your 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 room your room ambience is a little uh, echo. Uh, I'm happy to do it. Is this better? That's so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what about every? What about uh, Joel? What about Robin? They want to weigh in on the this. Uh, uh, Shauna weigh in on documentary feature. I haven't seen any of the docs yet. I mean, I really want to. I just haven't had the time as yet. But mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really impressed. I mean, as you said, what four for African American? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's unprecedented for sure. I'm gonna try to catch up with them before the Oscars, but I haven't. I don't really, I can't wait because I haven't really seen them, but I mean, in spirit, I'm rooting for Ava. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. For Ava DuVernay? Yeah. Right. yeah. You're right. Joe, how, how do you feel? In my case, I have only seen part, uh, two parts of OJ Made in America and 13. And mm-hmm. of the two, I would like to Ava win too. It's just that I have to admit something. When I was predicting the documentary category, uh, I remember not predicting 13 because when Selma was competing for the Oscar in 2014, I think, uh, I predicted it everywhere, like in cinematography, director, actor, supporting mm-hmm. actress, etc. And it only got Best Picture and, and Best Song, which actually win, won. And... I was like, eh, maybe the Academy won't, won't nominate her this year. And, uh, so, yeah, it, it, it was surprising to see her there, and I was very happy that the documentary got, got nominated. So, yeah, I, I'm rooting for her team, too. That's good. Um, you know, I, that's another thing that, ha- that um, people around the world may not, and either listeners around the world, the listeners to the podcast or in different parts of the world, may not realize that Selma... The, the part of the reason that it was overlooked in so many categories that year, it was the victim of a of a of slander, really, a sort of a, a backlash campaign. People were 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 had a lot of bad things to say about the way that it that it wasn't exactly one hundred percent true to history, or that there were things in it that couldn't be proven one way or the other, and so that they held that against it. And a lot of people just it was uh, I think it was a lot of. Uh, um, 
inherent racism that was going on there. I don't want to overuse that too much because we talk. I do. We talk about that a lot with the Oscars, and I don't. I'm not saying that the Oscars or the Oscar voters are racist, but there's a racial component that goes into um, a person's state of mind and upbringing sometimes that that they don't even realize. And and um, I I feel like Selma was victimized that year and took a bad hit because yeah. uh, it seemed like that it was critical of of the white hero LBJ and um that's a shame. Yeah, and I, I remember I remember that backlash. I remember that they were saying how the president in that period was portrayed like he wasn't like they're saying he wasn't that bad and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't really know because this 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 really serves as like an history lesson to me. So mm-hmm. I, I remember the backlash. Right. Apparently, Brian Cranston can win a Golden Globe for playing uh, LBJ, no problem, you know, in a non-flattering light. But I guess maybe a, a black female filmmaker is not allowed to criticize the same way. I mean, I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Man, that's so true, you know, because <laughs> especially when you look at the, uh, the the one detail about the about Selma that seemed to get under people's skin a lot was a, was the phone call between LBJ and J. Edgar Hoover, right, which yeah. they, they, they thought, yeah, that didn't that never happen. LBJ would never do that. Nobody ever has proof of that. And the same thing was was depicted in, in the television with an HBO movie with with Brian Cranston, right. and nobody blinked. Nobody made a peep about that. Right. Yeah. That's right. It's uh, it's it's very strange. And and it, plus, and the, the way that we've seen in the political situation in America right now, it's pretty naive of anyone to think that the president and the and the head of the FBI don't make phone calls to each other and talk about stuff that is not in the history books. No. Right. Did we finish this category, or somebody didn't weigh in? Maybe. Um, did Robin weigh in? Um. Uh, yeah. When I mentioned the thirteenth, that's gonna be mm-hmm. that's gonna be my choice as well. And what I'll say is the the Netflix because it's been on Netflix for so long, here and in America, that mm-hmm. might, it's, it's either gonna be good or bad for it because I don't think they're taking Netflix very seriously. But maybe they are now, and if so, they don't need screeners to watch it. They can watch it over and over again. So mm-hmm. that works in its favour. Yeah. I think you're right. I, uh, I, I wish that the Academy would get over its aversion to Netflix. And it seems like that they have have more of an open mind to Amazon um, productions because Amazon makes sure that they have a theatrical release for all of their films, whereas Netflix yeah. does a day-and-date thing where they, they make their films available on TV at the same time that they're in theaters. And that seems yeah. to rub a lot of uh, traditional Academy members the wrong way. But, uh, but it's so absurd to me because just think how things used to be 10 years ago or 15 years ago, the nominees for Best Documentary, nobody around the country ever got to even see them. Oh, the ho- don't know? go back to Hoop Dreams or I'm going to get upset again. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, we, uh, that was the one thing that was so frustrating to me when I was a kid watching the Oscars is I would hear about these great documentaries or I would be even from the, from the titles I would be curious about them but there was no chance in hell that I would ever even ever get to see them they would never make it to any kind of video they were never going to come to blockbuster video yeah. I was just they were going to be in the in the history books as a winner but I would never know why and but now we are so lucky I mean what a time to be alive as they say you know because the, all of these are so available with just a click just a mouse click and they're available to to everyone around the world so it looks like the academy rather than holding a grudge against those kind of movies would 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 embrace the new um uh, platforms of distribution 
You can thank Michael Moore for that to some degree and the other people who were working to change the rules uh, mm-hmm. on that, that group. Anyway, so, yeah. And, and PBS and HBO. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Next well, uh, thing. Yeah, let's transition then over to best visual effects, which I love this category. <laughs> oh, this this is hard. <laughs> Especially okay, this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the nominees are Deepwater Horizon. Whoa. Doctor Woo. Strange, The Woo. Jungle Book, yes. Kubo and the Two Strings, Woo. and of course Rogue One, a Star Wars. Yeah. And I love it, Shauna. Yeah. Shauna, you're just the cheer. <laughs> yeah. You're the cheerleader. I love this so much. You're adorable. That you have the so pom poms. Just cheering for every nominee. That's great. Yeah. This is Lovely. the first time that I've seen this category, and to me, it's five five. Uh, wow. Five five. That's I awesome. Mean, I, I, Totally okay with any of these winning. Wow. Yes. That's great. It's it's pretty rare for for an animated film, Kubo and the Two Strings, to be nominated in visual effects. Isn't it? It's the first time uh, an animated film has been nominated in this category since Nightmare Before Christmas in '93. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at you with the facts at your fingertips. That's great. I wanted to help Brian where I can. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> You know, I have not seen Deepwater Horizon. I've heard such great things about it. I even heard, I think I think it was Barry Jenkins on Twitter said how much he admired Deepwater Horizon. So that really made me curious about it. I was going to give it a pass, but he said he really thought it was a terrific movie. So it makes me want to see it. I, I missed it. Um, Jungle Book, it seems like, has, has yeah. just been sweeping the awards um, uh, in this category. But I'm just so impressed with Doctor Strange myself. I, that would be my vote. Doctor Strange would be my choice. Okay. Well, you know, I had heard somebody say about Marvel that part of it is is that the Academy is starting to sort of take them for granted because everything they do is great. And so it's kind of like um, they have to really make something unique to stand out. Mm. And I maybe that's a little unfair, but, you know, and, and I, I miss I think- Doctor Strange. I think it's unfair, but I think it's also I can understand where it's coming from because they, man, don't they make a lot of movies? And not only do they make a lot of movies, but they announce them so far in advance. It seems like that we know what's coming so so many months and years in advance, and they all do sort of run together for me in a way. I'm not so I'm not I'm not a, a real comic book geek or anything. I enjoy the movies; they're lots of fun. But I, um, I they don't they don't distinguish themselves from each other enough. And that's what I liked about Dr. Strange because it's so dark. You know, I really, the darker Marvel films are my favorites. Really? Uh, Ryan, you thought it was darker? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I, honestly, I thought it was the same thing, but I mean, uh-huh. the, 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 the action sequences, they were pretty impressive. They stood out. Yeah. But to me, I mean, I don't think it really broke the formula or anything. Uh, okay, I can see that. I, I, I maybe, uh, I guess maybe because it, uh, yeah, I don't even, I can't explain why I thought it was darker. I just, it just seems like that the, that the, it, it seemed like, for one thing, it seemed like to me it was a lot more violent than some of the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I, 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 I'd agree with that. But it was, it was, it was fun. I mean, I did have my issues with it, but. I mean, visually, it was really, really. I mean, there were scenes like those, um, those in and out. What, what, what you call those scenes where they were like shifting between worlds? 
I don't even know what you would call that, but the way that the <laughs> but the way that the background and landscapes and settings yeah, would would, was, would fold upon each other was like origami or something. The way that the yeah, that this, was, every, that was, yeah it's just that was amazing. It's so detailed and so just fascinating, just mesmerizing to look at. Well, when I watched the trailer, it, rhym- it reminded me exactly of like Inception. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. A lot, yeah, like that. Did, yeah. But Inception did a little bit of that, and this took it to the next level. It just really, like, really. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. for for myself, I I really want to see the Jungle Book win this, and it's strange to say that an April release film is something that I would want to see win visual effects. But you know, I keep hearing that the whole movie is basically uh, digital, and that the only thing real in it is the kid. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that's what I heard too. It just just the kid and whatever he happened to be holding in his hand or standing on, so that the, so that it was like he was attached to it. But all of the everything, the entire um, world was created. Every you know, it, it, there was no jungle, there was no there, no water or anything. Yeah, that like it was just record. It like it was um, uh, filmed in a Los Angeles studio. Mm-hmm. The cliff with those beehives. They didn't even bother to shoot a cliff. Wow. <laughs> you know, I gotta say though that I'm a little surprised that Arrival was not nominated here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was I was about to say what because Arrival. I'm looking at the BAFTA nominees and Arrival is nominated, oh. so they got. Right. Yeah, I was gotcha. gonna. I was gonna uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I came back on the right page now. I had the wrong, wrong tab. Yeah, Arrival was amazing, and and. Uh, as we go through the categories, I'm probably going to be leaning toward Arrival in a lot of them because I'm, I am love the movie so much. It's probably my second favorite movie of the year. It's a great Bias. one. Bias. Bias. <laughs> I don't know. Why. Yeah, well, you know, you, you may say that because we know how much Sasha loves Arrival, but I loved it on my own for my own reasons. Sasha loves it for her reasons, and I love it for mine. And uh, so we, it's, it's great that Sasha and I happen to be on the same page a lot. But we, you, you don't hear the disagreements we have off-site. Yeah. Uh, you never get to see the arguments we have because we don't like to show that to the world. But we have plenty of disagreements. But it is true that we do kind of like to present a united front um, to the public. But it just, you know. I think the thing with Arrival as well is because it's, it's not said it's not as good as those five, but those five, they've picked like really big, spectacular effects films arrivals a lot more subtle and like panoramic and mm-hmm. a lot of different effects in it whereas these five just just go for it don't they that's really true it's yeah. really true uh, you, there's no doubt about the fact that these movies you would call them effects films they are effects based they're they, they yeah. wouldn't exist if there weren't for effects arrival could almost be done with uh with, with very few effects and but that's what I love about Arrival is because it's so seamless that you don't even think about it being effects. You don't even no. think about the fact that you're looking at effects. And the other movies, I can't ever stop thinking about that. Which of these five, uh, yeah. Robin? Do you would you um, vote for? Um, my favorite my favorite film from them is Kuba. I think Jungle Book is probably the best, but Doctor Strange. It's, it's like when you watch it, you know you're watching a visual effects feast. So they might just get watch that. Even like it just, it just as soon as it starts, there's buildings moving, there's things tipping over, there's mm-hmm. lasers. It's it's like a proper like feast for that category. So I think they'll, I think that's going to win. But I won't see Jungle Book win. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Doctor Strange is the kind of movie that I used to get like really wasted to go see. I just really get stoned <laughs> out of my gourd. I just go see, really stoned and go see Doctor. I don't do that anymore, but I'm used to a lot. I mean, all the time I used to. And that would be the kind of movie that you just like does, uh, slump down in your seat and just trip on. I'm assuming that the stoners were talking about, hey, about 40 minutes in, man, don't miss it. He's going to have like a Dave Bowman, you know, Stargate sequence thing. You better make right. sure you're there. <laughs> you got the voice down. You really have the voice down. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Well, I watched Crush from Finding Nemo. That helped. <laughs> yeah, but the Jungle Book, there's no doubt. I mean, as far as photo photorealistic effect, I, every single every year you think how much more astounding can they get? How much more convincing can these photo real effects get and it, it's amazing to me that they what they can do joel do you have a pick in this category i'm actually cheering for kubo uh, even though jungle book and rogue one are the favorites to win uh, i remember when i when i when i went to see this in in theaters i went with my little brother and and uh, see the first scene that you see the 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 sea moving you know, the water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, being very excited. I, I was like, hey, Frank is, is my brother. I, I was like, Frank, Frank, do you see? They did that. We, I don't know how they did that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was very, very excited with that. So after watching it, I was like, man, this better get visual effects nominated. And, and when it began appearing in the shortlist and... And being mentioned by everyone in the circuit, I was like, yeah, it better get there. Better get there. I remember even uh, saying to Marshall from, from Awards Daily that mm -hmm. who may, may be nominated. And he was like, nah, that, that's never happened with Pixar, so how, how can this movie ha uh, be nominated? And I was like, watch, watch this. And <laughs> yes, it happened. So I was like, Marshall, it happened. And he's like, yes, congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. Sometimes we just have to take our mind off of what has happened before. Precedents are great to, to think to, and, and when you're trying to predict. But there's, a, there's always a movie that comes along that's going to break the precedent, too, that is going to break the rule that has never been broken before. And you're so right about the water and the wave effects. It's, it's another one of those effects that is you could just uh, space out just watching. It's almost like a meditative sort of thing to look at how artistic it's artistically it's done. Mm -hmm. And it's a motion stop animation, so it's it's more uh, uh, like exciting to see that in, in that mm -hmm. kind of movie. For how sure. It's, made. Mm -hmm. it, it's because it, 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 you have to, you can't even wrap wrap your mind around how it was done. I have right. no idea. <laughs> I really, I have no how well, they, isn't how it, they, they could do that. Are you, are you, I, I'm sorry. Are you guys talking about Kubo or the Jungle Book? Kubo. Uh, Kubo. Okay, Kubo. Kubo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Leica, I, you know, yeah, uh, like style. I don't. I. I. Ha, I look at them as kind of like. Um, what is it? Uh, the uh, KFC spices that they'll never tell you the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, wait, you, you uh, Ryan, you ask how they made the movie, like the motion stuff, or what, what, well, what? that's that's that specific effect, the the uh, the water and the waves, oh, how, okay. how how it was achieved. But you know, nowadays with special uh, features on DVDs and Blu-rays, they're going to tell us, they're going to explain everything, and it's not going to take away the 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 astonishment for me to see how something's done. And if anything, it just adds to it. Right. But, but I'm sort of, I'm glad they don't tell you in advance and they don't, they don't show you in advance how it's done because I just like to, when it first hits you in the theater, it's, it's I like for just to sweep over me. 
And yeah, and Laika has this thing of like in the end credits, they they usually uh, show a montage of how they did uh, certain um, production designs, so, uh, like the the scene, how how they they put the characters and the, and the, and the places, etc. They they usually do that, but I don't remember seeing one for cool. Maybe I left before they showed that in the end credits. I don't know. Mm, no, I don't. I left. I, I too, I didn't see the end credits. Well, um, so the next category, I think I'm going to combine because it makes more sense. So why don't we talk about music? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, there's the scores and then there's the songs, and we can talk about what we want to see win. But um, overall, music this year, I to me, I think my impression is that music just kicked ass this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, we we got really good stuff, uh, and um, part of me really like for well, let me read the nominees first. Uh, mm-hmm. So for for original song, we have audition from La La Land, City of Stars from La La Land, Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, How Far I'll Go from Moana, and then the Empty Chair from uh, Jim the James Foley story. And of course, I immediately think of Clint uh, Eastwood when I hear Empty Chair. and then the nominees for original score we have jackie land lion moonlight and passengers now for me maybe i'm the boring guy but i just want to see la La land win everything here although (laughs) i i really really do like how far i'll go from lin-manuel miranda and it would be kind of fun to see him win the egot Mm -hmm. well Personally, I'll just go real quickly. Ordinarily, I don't give a shit who wins best song. It's my least favorite category, and, and I don't and I, I don't even usually like the songs. And sometimes I feel like they had pretty deep to find a song in some of the movies in order to come up with even five nominees. But this year, I have to admit, there's yeah. five fantastic songs, and they're they're each essential to the film in in ways that I we don't normally get to see. Moana was my was my favorite animated film of the year. And so I would, I would go for the best song for Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, just for that reason. And it's also, I think it's a fantastic song. Um, the other two songs, those two songs from La La Land, once you hear them, it's almost like they're, they're earworms. You get them out of your head. Right. They're infectious and they're great. And I love them, especially City of Stars, because I wasn't even liking La La Land when I first started watching it. It had to sort of win me over. And the song that did it was City of Stars. Once I heard that song that I was in, mm-hmm. I, it had me. It uh, uh, so my choice for best song would be how far I'll, how far I will go, okay. and for um, I'm so, I was I'm kind of mad that Arrival didn't get nominated for best score. So, oh, yeah. it's it's amazing. Ridiculous. Yeah, that it's it, it really did remind me a lot of Sicario. And I'm mean, granted it's the same director, but it mm-hmm. had that sort of that low beat like that. Actually, it's, noise. it's the same composer. Al. It's the same oh, composer. oh, is it? Oh, okay. Johan Johansson. Yes. Yeah. It's that throbbing thing that gets inside. You can just feel it in your gut, and it just works its way. You feel it in in your bones something. Yeah, and it, it's 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 un, it's so unusual and it's so different and it's so effective at the same time. It's amazing that it can be used. The same sort of style can be used in in two different movies that are so different and still be so effective. Mm-hmm. But aside from the fact that I'm irritated that it didn't get nominated, I'll go for another film that I think used really imaginative use of music, and that's Jackie. That would be my choice. I would vote for. You know, Jackie would be my choice as well. And what about your choice for song, Shauna? Um, definitely CDF, CDF Stars. That song, that number, that musical number. I don't know, but it sent me to like cloud nine. I mean, I, <laughs> feel, I feel like I was floating 
Well, Amazing. You know what confuses me? Okay, so on the soundtrack, there's two versions. There's the just Ryan Gosling version, and then there's the Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone version. So mm-hmm. what is technically nominated here? Uh, nice question. It's, it's a writer's category. Uh, now, I mean, the songwriter wins. So oh, it's, uh, okay. So it's not, it, you know, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the, hmm. com- the composer is, 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 is Justin Horowitz in both. Right. Yeah. And some writers are, I, I don't remember their names, but yes, they, they're the same ones too, so it doesn't matter like, like Daniel said. Got it. It's okay. like we didn't for a song and then you do a remix of it, but it's still the same song. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, honestly, like, and I was just listening to the soundtrack again last work, the one that I would have nominated is the, uh, the Lo- A Lovely Night. To me, that is the heart of the mm. film, more than City of Stars. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, really, an argument could be made for any of the songs in La La Land. I mean, it's all, it just, uh, it's all about the music, and, and they were all fantastic songs, no doubt yeah. about it. Plus, I just got to throw this out there, that I think it is fantastic that Justin Timberlake is nominated for Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> That was in, that was inevitable. What how, what part of that was never going to happen? None. It was always yeah. Well, what did you sidetrack? What did you guys think of him in the Social Network? Oh, he was great as Sean Parker. He was he seemed just like the real person. I agree. It's rare for a for a sort of a a celebrity cameo almost to make an appearance in a movie like that and I mean not be able to forget that it's a cameo. But yeah. I, I was totally convinced that that was Sean Parker. Oh yeah. You know, but anyways, what about everybody else's right. songs? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, who's going first? Uh, Robin, did, did, you, did you say you were once? Um, a man of the same as what's been said, how far I'll go is definitely my favorite. And I think Jackie, Mika Levy, simply because she was not nominated for um, under this, under this, but this this is also really good. So, yeah. Yes, I, uh... I didn't. I that, thanks for bringing. I'm sorry, uh, Shauna. I, I didn't even know that Michael Levy had been was the composer for Under the Skin. I didn't yeah. not. I didn't just forget. I didn't know. But wow, that's amazing. That's that's good to know, Shauna. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it was me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, uh, Joe. It's okay. Uh, for some, I would like to audition to win, actually, instead of City of Stars. I like City of Stars, but I think audition is, it's the scene, it's, it's, like, it's the climax of the movie. It's, it's, it's the scene that changes everything, you know, if you manage to, to see La La Land, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, since, since it's a very important part of the film, I think that's, that, that, that should be the one that... that that, that, that wins. And it's my favorite of the five, too. And for original score, I have Jackie, too. I remember when the movie began and, and the sound of, of the violin, like, like you know, I, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't do it as nice as Mika, but, but <laughs> you know what I, what I mean. That it, it was very impressive. So yeah. I would love Jackie to win, yes. <laughs> I will say, uh, let's see, what will I say? Uh... I respect what you guys are saying about Jackie. Jackie is a cool score. I mean, it's it was very interesting. The only one of those five movies I haven't seen is Passengers, uh, and I, I actually would be fine with any of these what these score winners. And even though I haven't seen Passengers, Thomas Newman, how many times has he been nominated and lost? I mean, he's kind of the Susan Lucci of this category. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be fine with me. But I think if I were voting, I'd vote for Moonlight. 
I thought the Moonlight score was epic, and I sort of want every, that movie to win as much as it can. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is actually a really good score. I love that score. It's for haunting. Since I like Jackie's score, it's weird. Because isn't it just like the violin for a lot of it? Yeah. The Moonlight score was, like, profound, I thought. Um, and then I'd vote for, uh, like you guys, I'd vote for How Far I'll Go. I mean, uh, yeah, partly so that... Um, Lynn can be, you know, the 13th uh, person to, uh, just in case anybody listening to this doesn't know what an EGOT is, it's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do we want Lynn to be the 13th person to ever have that? Yeah, sure, why not? But it's also that he wrote a tremendously wonderful song. I mean, it, if he had written, you know, something, if he had written, uh, I don't know what, Ice Ice Baby, I, I'd be less, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know if I'd be voting for this right now, but I'm saying, you know, in this case... Uh, anyway, yeah, so the, I, I go now, Al, now I, I've stopped hijacking the podcast. Sorry, I, I, no, you didn't hijack at all. Yeah. In fact, I'm really sorry that we for, that we didn't realize that you hadn't weighed in on the other. You want to go back and say what your choice for visual effects would be? Oh, thanks for asking. I, you know what? Actually, Joel said everything I wanted to say in that case about Bo. I thought I think I'd probably pick it. Just it was it was a combination of not just the effects, but and not how strange, but just they were just I don't know recurrently kind of uh, dignified and gorgeous. You know, I think of that still water that the boat was on. You know, in midway through. Uh, you know, I mean, I just wow. I mean, just everything about it was just it was kind of haunting. It just got to me in a way that the other ones didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, but Joel said it all better, so I'm okay. fine. You know, Daniel, what was the I other category, got... the other category that you forgot? Yeah, oh, that was Did the you... only other thing. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, by the way, guys, I didn't weigh in on my visual effects either. Oh, you didn't either? Oh, okay. oh, oh so sorry. I, I thought you said you wanted all five to win. Exactly, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. I'm actually rooting for the Jungle Book because, I mean, for the whole duration of that movie, I had to be convincing myself that, you know what, guys, this isn't real. It's CGI. It's CGI. It's not real. So that's my pick for the Oscar. Right. Yeah. Good reason. Good rationale. It's just amazing. And even though the the point of a movie like that is to make you forget that you're seeing CGI. In Passengers, because it's really, I, I don't know how it got in for the Oscar. I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, best score, I don't know how it got there. Well, you know, I, it is, isn't it, that the the different categories of um, the the camps or whatever, uh, they, they vote themselves, and they don't necessarily uh, pick by the movie itself. They just pick by the uh, the technical achievement. Uh-huh, could be. Also, I think that, that they, I think of the, that on the on the ballots, they, sometimes that they, well, no, never mind. Uh, I was going to say that they, okay. sometimes they don't, they don't put the name of the, the name of the creator, they don't put the human person's name down. It's just the name of the film. But I'm sure that everyone is aware that Thomas Newman has been nominated so many times. And so that they would like to see him win. And they think the more, maybe the more nominations he can rack up, the more chances is that he finally will win sometime. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that definitely sounds plausible. Okay. Well, speaking of passengers. So yeah, let's talk about the production design here. Then uh, what we have here nominated is arrival Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar, La La Land, and Passengers. So uh, I will go last in this category. Shona, you go first. All right. Can you can you repeat that again, um, Al? Sure. It, so what we got nominated here? Yeah, we have Arrival, Fantastic Beasts, Hail Caesar, La La Land, and Passengers. And this is for production design. 
Um, wow. <laughs> I <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go with Arrival. Arrival with this one. Because the others don't really stand out that much to me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this is tricky. This is tricky. This one is a tricky one. I didn't see Passengers, so I don't even... I, I don't know why it was nominated, because I didn't see yeah, it. I um, don't know either. It that, came that, out, that, that one is weird. Mm. It came out out of nowhere. It was like the... the I don't know. The, what was the song nominated in 2014 that they had to disqualify? I don't remember the name even. It was like that song, mm-hmm. that, that Passengers nomination. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I I would probably uh, choose Hail Terror as my favorite. Um, Me too. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to jump in and say I agree with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Hail Caesar was there? Oh, my God, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. No worries. <laughs> All right. Um, Hail Caesar is my Great. Joel? Uh, I'm going with Arrival. I'm going to go with Arrival, too, and I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joel. I'm just going to go – my kid is yelling, so hold on. Mm -hmm. But I'm going with Arrival. Be right back. Okay. Okay. Uh, Arrival, because it's it's a very subtle uh, production design, Uh, 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 unlike the other ones, that La La Land is is more – how's the word? Uh, Exciting or, you know. Hell Caesar, it's it's a, an old to old Hollywood too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Fantastic Beast. Uh, I even I when I was predicting, I, I even didn't like it to to predict it. I I knew it was gonna be there, but I didn't even like it to put to put it there. So no, no Fantastic Beast for me. <laughs> and Passengers, well, that that was a surprise. So no, no, no way to. to it seems to be a theme. To be nominated. We're not. None of us are all impressed with Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> um, except Shauna. Oh, I forgot. Yes, you are. Yeah. You did like it. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know why I like Hail Caesar is because I like. You know, I I, I keep hearing uh, that the the Academy likes movies about themselves. Well, I in a way I actually kind of agree. In like I love watching movies about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I it's just fascinating because. Um, and especially with something like Hail Caesar, where it's like it's showing the sort of the uh, the scars of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, I I have I wrote a draft of I was going to write about Hail Caesar, but then I sort of set it aside because disappointingly it didn't get uh, very many nominations, and it didn't seem like it was any point in me trying to cheerlead for it. But what Hail Caesar did that I think will people will. It, it, like a lot of Cohen films, they they rate they rise in esteem as years go on. People look back on them and realize that they are a lot deeper than they they at first appear. What Hale says is it takes a lot of actual Hollywood history and turns it inside out. Some of those characters actually existed. So the uh, the Josh Brolin character was a real person, but yeah. he, you know, yeah, but but they. They they turned it inside out and they and they made it made almost make them the opposite of what they were in real life, and it and it it, it it's like an alternate history of Hollywood. So even though it does show you, I love movie like you, Al. I love mm-hmm. anything about Hollywood that shows us behind the scenes about what the old studio uh, Hollywood uh, studios system used to be like. But it, it's a warped view of that that the Coens brothers give us because it's um it's 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 reversed almost it's like a mirror image exactly and you know if if you guys or if anybody was confused as to who was who or just seems like maybe these are made up characters mm-hmm. nichols uh on his review on the flixation podcast really knows all like 
who all these people were based on. Like he was talking about like uh, the Lawrence Lorenz was based on, I believe, George Cukor. Oh, is that yeah, that sense. yeah, I can see that. And um, George Clooney was based on um, Clark Gable. Wow. Oh yeah, sure, uh huh, definitely. So I mean, it's really fascinating in that regard. And, and um, I think the, only Eddie, the Eddie, Eddie Mannix was actually yeah. existed in real life as Eddie Mannix. There was a real guy oh, named yeah. Eddie Mannix. Yeah, and he was a real person. That is, I mean, that kind of shit I just love. Yeah. Now I do think though that uh, the Alden Ehrenreich character was made up. Oh, I love that character so much. Man. He is great. He made me laugh. He made me <laughs> excited. You know, like, he was amazing. I loved him in that movie. The, the, sp- the spaghetti pasta. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> or the, or even though the, you know, there's nothing. The there's not. There's even although there's no similarity between the uh, his character in the film and um, James Dean, there is some similarity. Something just about their appearance, and also I, I we've all seen that that old black and white clip of James Dean uh, with the with the rope. The the uh, lasso making a, a lasso with a rope, you know, doing rope tricks mm-hmm. for giant. Um, I think he did something like a, a drive safe commercial or something where he's uh, doing rope oh. tricks. And well, that's then, ironic. You know, and that is really <laughs> ironic and you know, it's grim, dark. <laughs> but wow. uh, that, that there is kind of that, I, when I saw the movie the first time, that's what I thought. I thought that it that it was sort of uh, a riff on James Dean. Yeah. Now I just want to throw one other thing out that I forgotten to mention when we were talking about song, but from hail Caesar, I think, uh, and I don't know if they had, uh, put it out there to, to be considered, but like, um, the, the no dames mm. that should have been nominated. That was the Shane Tatum song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was hilarious. Not only was it hilarious, I wish that I, I would like to see a whole movie based just around with, with, that segment just around that subplot i would like to make all town but a little with a little more snark i guess yeah Uh (laughs) and i'd like to see that subplot that choreography is maybe it's just my opinion but that choreography was better than anything in la la land (laughs) oh definitely i agree with you all i I agree i agree with you because i I, I do not agree oh really oh come on la la land forever Oh <laughs> Robin, did you weigh in on production design? Um, <clears throat> my choice would be Hill Caesar as well, just because it captures the the area in the studio thing, kind of like they've done before with Bat and Fink, and they they always seem to nail it. Mm-hmm. Whatever they someone should should do uh, a chart um, that shows that a timeline of when all of the Coen Brothers films take place and plot them on a timeline of the century. I think it seems like to me that they're filling in every era of American history for the they're past 120 years. August, you know, August Wilson, the great playwright in Fences, he had 10 plays. They were each set in a different decade of the uh, mm-hmm. 20th century. You knew that already, of course. It mm-hmm. does seem like the Coens are trying to pull something similar. It does. <laughs> I mean, little by little, they're filling in all of the blanks. Eventually, they will have all of American history covered. By the way, Daniel... <laughs> I really hope that Denzel Washington is actually able to film every August Wilson play. Uh, I don't know that Denzel wants to, but that would be awesome. Well, I thought <laughs> I had heard that he said he wanted to. What? Yeah. He's committing himself to nine more of these <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but that wow. might be, like, you know, his eyes are bigger than his stomach. That would be amazing. It, but yeah. I just, I mean, you know, wow. 
I guess that would mean he would win like 10 Academy Awards, right? That's a major uh, undertaking. You know, I mean, I, you know, wow. Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. That means he's going to put the equalizer on hold. And I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we would lose out on all those equalizer sequels. Yeah. You know, Sean, I've been told several here. times I need to see the equalizer. That and John Wick. <laughs> I, I'm guessing by your reaction, I could probably skip John Wick. No, you cannot skip John Wick. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know anything about the sequel, but I, I thought the original was fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, okay. I will go with yeah. your opinion then, because with the sequel coming out, I definitely want to see it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's worth it. Have you guys all seen that? Uh, not yet. Yeah. It has opened in my country as yet. Okay. All right. Well, uh, moving to the next category here, uh, let's talk about film editing. So, nominees are uh, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water. La La Land and Moonlight. 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 I agree. Moonlight. Let's knock this one out quick. I mean, the additions the, the between periods, it was just perfect. Yeah, I have yep. to agree with you there. Where are we? What category? I... Oh, sorry. Editing. This is for yes, film editing. editing. Okay, right. Okay, I agree. Yeah, Moonlight. Mm, okay, I'm Robin. With La La Land. And Joel? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you said La La Land? La La Land, yes. Okay, and Robin, what did you say? Um, I think, <clears throat> I think Moonlight as well. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm this one. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be the one standing then and say Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, wow. okay. Woo. Part of that is the war scene. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, was, um, it is just so phenomenally cut. Yeah. Yes. It really reminded me of the beach scene in Saving Private Ryan. Um, sure. Ali was better. It was better. I think it was better too. Yes, it was better. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean that's an unpopular opinion, but I think Axel's action sequences were better. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's almost, ask... almost as if they did, they Mel Gibson decided like, oh, you let me show you Spielberg what I can do. Right. No. Well, people have been <laughs> imitating that movie for sixteen years or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But wait, can I, I'm sorry, can I ask a question? Because I can't see that from my ballot here. Is If sure. that won, if, if, if Hacksaw Ridge won for editing, would Mel Gibson win? The, would that be an Oscar he would win? Is he oh, well, the, no, the name next to it is John mm-hmm. Gilbert. Oh, okay. Because some people like James Cameron keep an edit, editor credit. Um, okay, but but Gibson doesn't. Okay, just just wanted to know that. Thank you. Yeah, that means he wouldn't have to go up on stage. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, that's fine. If, in that case, I'm fine with it. Yeah, go ahead. Hacksaw can win. <laughs> All right, well, moving right along. Um, then we'll, we move on to cinematography. And uh, we got here Arrival, La La Land, Lion, and Greg Fraser. Didn't he just win the, uh, what is it, the, um, ASC, right? Or ACS mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, right. He did. That yeah. was kind of a surprise, but he did win. Uh, Moonlight and hey, Silence finally shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So what? What do you guys think? Uh, Rogue One. Oh wait. That's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. Oh. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's Greg Fraser, so it, it, it it's close. It's close. Don't worry, Shauna. Uh, I really love the cinematography of Silence. Well, nothing else stands out in that movie. The cinematography really captivates me. Yeah, it is gorgeous. I mean, this is a really close 
um, category for me. I mean, there's still Moonlight, there's La La Land, but I mean, Silence, that was a standout for me. I mean, mm-hmm. it really, really captured, captured that air. Especially like the water with the crosses. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Breathtaking. Some of those overhead shots, too, even though we've seen a lot of those God's eye view shots looking straight down on the action, they were, there's something about the, I don't even know how they did it or what, how they see the effect, but it, it's disorienting in a way. Like when they were, when the, when the, the priests are walking down steps and at first you don't even realize that they're steps because the camera is so far away that you lose the perspective because it's a, the camera is so high up that it looks like walking in a flat surface, and then you realize they're they're walking down a series of stone steps. And also the camera is tilted so that everything seems to skew, and there were a couple of shots like that. Uh, another yeah, that, one... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Ryan. No, I'm, I, I just... Shot, shots like that just t- took my breath away. You know what that those shots reminded me of? Was Aguirre, Wrath of God. Um, certain the, the, the first shot of Werner Herzog's film, you know, where the people are slowly climbing mm-hmm. down the mountain, they like, ants on that mountain you know what i'm talking about i do and then, yeah. then, then then you see them come up on the next mountain over the same trail of people that you see that the the people appear on the on the distant mountain in the, in the far yeah it's amazing wow right it is great work you know i tried watching aguirre because ian the minister recommended it and I, it, that movie just did not connect with me it was so weird yeah, you're, 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 well, you're weird, Al. You're I, weird. I am. You got to. You got to give it another try. You got to give yeah. it another. Well, especially take another swing because at what, it, the whole thing is only like ninety minutes long. Right, and, and it just get, becomes more and more and more intense as you go along. And it, it, if you if you felt like you were losing patience or or that you couldn't get a handle on it at the beginning, it'll it will eventually grab you, and then by the end of it, you'll be amazed. You'll be. You say only minutes long. I watch Silence and go, Marty. Can we finally have a movie that's less than two and a half hours? For- <laughs> 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 can you right. let Felda do her work? I mean, I don't know, but that's me, I way, guess. By the way, guys, do you think Silence will win though, or do you think it's a more popular? Um, nominees like i i don't know that it will win because no, I, uh, I don't think so yeah i i think that if silence was going to win cinematography that it would have been nominated in more in other categories uh, i i think that the cinematographers know what they're doing by nominating rodrigo prieto or, uh, but i don't think that the academy overall was that either i don't even think i don't even have many even decided they were going to sit down and watch a movie like that for three hours. I think yeah. that a, the reason it wasn't nominated in more categories, that not enough members saw it. And if they didn't, then they're not going to be voted, voting for it to win in any category. So that's a shame. That's too bad. Yeah, While I'm is. talking, I'll just go ahead and say that I think that I wish that Arrival would win Best on Cinematography. Well, we have a, an Arrival stand with us. <laughs> yeah, right. Have we all named what we want to, want to win in this category yet? Besides Ryan just did? I haven't. Oh yeah, Um Every every category we choose now, I think is is this La La Land is going to win this one? If it's mm-hmm. going to be one of those nights, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Moonlight. It just it looks the best. It's it, fl- it flows better. Every shot is wonderful. Yeah. Right to the very right to the very last scene. Well, you know and what? He's still. Amazed you know how it's framed. Right. Well, you know what that sh- the shot that really, really stuck with me was, I think it was 
in the opening scene was that wraparound shot, almost like the figure eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yes. In the middle yes. of the What's street. Thing, right? Yeah, in yeah. Because the, mm-hmm. then I think we ended on Mahershala yeah. Ali, right? Yep. Uh, it, uh, the the camera is like in the middle yeah. of the street, it's and it just it, 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 it just circles around a 360 degree, and it goes around more than once. The, the camera seems, to me in my memory, yes. it seems like it circles around more than once. And so you, you, you bring in the whole panoramic view of the neighborhood, and then it, it, then when the kids run past, and the first time that we see Sharon is when the camera cuts, then starts following him and starts running along with him. Oh, yeah, it's great. yeah. You really feel like you're in this sort of part of Miami that never gets filmed, you know, that ne- you would never show up in most movies. You know, it's it's such a great, it's such great realism, that moment, yeah. Mm. Almost like Miami is another character. Yep, that's a very immersive shot to throw you right into the film that way. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I always love every nominee in the cinematography category, and it's always really hard for me to pick a favorite, and this year is no different. They were all just amazing looking mm-hmm. but as far as uh, moonlight goes the, the color palette in moonlight had yes. the same sort of stylized surreal quality almost that la la land did only much more for me much more artistic and much more profoundly affecting emotionally yeah with all those like it's like naomi purple harris. and the naomi harris shot mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah are right. you talking about when she's in the door like the hallway and she backs up into, that, the, into the room yeah that's possibly my favorite shot of the year. It, it keeps up with it as well. It keeps reminding yeah. me of it. Yeah, because he has that memory throughout, doesn't he? Yeah. But we don't hear anything. It's just silence, right? Yes, it's yeah, silence. Yeah, I think, I think it's maybe later on you, you hear what she says, because the I think there's three of them in there. I can't remember, but it's slightly different each one. But you hear her on the third one, but you get mm-hmm. the impression that she's obviously not, she's not very happy. Sure. Did Joel <laughs> right. chime in on this one? I'm going with Silence. I like both Arrival and Silence, but Silence is the one that, that stood out the most for me. So I'm with Chan on, with Chan on this one, too. I'm going to take uh, Emmanuel Lebeski, El Chivo. He cannot be beat. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here, yeah, he did. Didn't he do Queen of the Desert this year? Yeah. <laughs> They're allowed to give this to somebody besides El Chivo? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, it's I curious would, because... I, I, oh, sorry. They're all great. I would vote for a rival. You know, I like that Bradford Young is the first African-American to ever be nominated in this category. I know. I just feel like all things being equal and I end the fact that that's my favorite movie of the year and it was beautifully shot. I I would vote for a rival. Mm -hmm. But that's me. That's a great reason. It's funny because because a rival would have been shot by Roger Deakins if he wouldn't film uh, Hail Caesar because the Dennis... Uh, then it's Bill Newf. I don't know if I'm pronouncing right the uh, mm-hmm. thing. Uh, likes to work with him. Uh, like uh, since Prisoners, he has to use him to, uh, for most of his movies. So uh, imagine if if Roger Dickens would have filmed Arrival, he would uh, be winning. He would be winning <laughs> this year finally. Well, I don't he, know. He has... I still think I bet La La Land wins this. I, I I'm with. On the prediction thing, I'm with Robin. It feels like they want to give everything to that movie. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, it's true. That, but, I kind of but, agree with you, though, Joe. I think that's a really good point. That's really good because I think they're just waiting for Roger Deakins to, after all these nominations, they're right. for him to make a movie that has enough substance and that has enough overall acclaim that this can be the one that he finally wins on. And, and if he had right. shot Arrival, this may have been his year. Maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. 
Well, yes, for, and and he had to compete with Emmanuel Lubezki these past three years. So yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't lucky these 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 last three years and the other ones. So well, for me, this is actually I would actually pick La La Land here, and part of that being um, the freeway scene and started. And then, of course, the dance scene uh, over the hill uh, for a lovely night. Because to me, that that kind of camera framing just—it's glorious for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Even if you see like that, the the fact that they're not totally in sync. <laughs> I'm going to take right. the opportunity to take a swipe at Jeff Wells because he he doesn't like me and I don't like him. Go right ahead. I, I, I don't often get to speak. I don't often get to speak my mind about my other podcast because I don't because I, I know he listens to it or he'll at least hear about it. And but he may not hear this if I, whatever I say. But he made a, a remark about Bradford Young in a tweet uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'll just read his tweet because I've got it in front of me. It says. Hollywood Elsewhere is is a dedicated detractor when it comes to Bradford Young. He paints with shadow, murk, gunk, and mud. I have never disliked a DP as much, a director of photography as much. I don't know why, of all the cinematographers in history, that Hollywood Elsewhere and Jeff Wells would decide that Bradford Young is the worst and that he's yes. going to... It's going to piss on his head, but I think it's it's a repulsive thing for him to have even thought, much less write for other people to read. He ought to be ashamed of himself. Well said. It, it, I, I don't understand why he why he said that because I, since I Selma, since Selma, Bradford Young has done a very great job filming, and he he even released two films that year. He released Selma and he released uh, Amos Bayani, which I love very much for its cinematography. Yes. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't understand what where he gets his his remarks from. Uh, sometimes I think that that Wells decides that he's going to bring a movie down. He does it every year. I don't. I don't even. I'm not gonna. He he decide. He he picks a movie. That he's going to try to undermine because for whatever reason, either he sees it as a threat, or possibly he's not getting ad money from them that he expected to get, or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever his motivation is, he uh, is almost vicious and and sinister in a way that he tries to attack a movie any way he can think of. And this year, I think possibly because he knows Sasha likes it so much, I think he decided. He attacks everything. That, he attacks everything though, doesn't he? He really does. Yeah, it's like he hates movies. I don't even know why he does his job. He really only like one movie a year, and it's all he ever wants to champion. And everything else, as far as he's concerned, is uh, is below him somehow, beneath him. You know, Ryan, if I had two words... Go ahead, Chunk. No, I'm saying he's attacking the wrong movies. He needs to go target, like, the DC DC Extended Universe or something. (laughs) You know? I just don't understand that guy at all. What were you about? I was going to add that if I got two words about Jeff Wells, he's a shill and he's a tool. (laughs) (laughs) I think of better words than that, but okay. (laughs) Well, if you want to say go right ahead. No, no, that's okay. We'll do another podcast sometime where all we do is is, is is give our opinion of Jeff Wells, but we should move on. But I just yeah. wanted to get that in because it's annoyed me so much. I don't, I don't go to his site, and I don't go I – he's blocked me a long, long time ago on Twitter. But someone linked to that tweet, and someone else who disagreed with he that he wrote that. And so I went – I logged out of my Twitter account just so I could go see what people were complaining about. And when I saw that, it was just like – it was revolting. Yeah. Well, I know that Jonathan um, Holmes really likes to blast him. Oh, a lot of people do. I mean, I'm not the only one that doesn't like <laughs> yeah. Jeff Wells. And I'm really, I'm really glad that a lot of people have taken up the baton to to use as a blunge as a bludgeon to to beat him over the head with. Right. Okay. Well, why don't we get into screenplays now? <laughs>
<laughs> um, idea. So obviously we have two different categories here. Uh, so first I'll read off the nominees, but then we can talk about together. So for adapted screenplay, we have Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion and Moonlight. And then for original screenplay, we have Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, which Robin, I know your wife loves, Master by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. Yeah, love it. Uh, you kind of dropped out there. Your voice dropped out, but you came back. So um, uh, Lobster, you're, you like the rob- lobster, Robin. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm married to a Greek. Uh, uh, Yorgos Landibos, we're a big fan, but it, it's a great film. It came out last year for us. It, mm-hmm. So it was actually, we were in Greece 2015, and it was out then in Greece. Wow. So it was, it's, for the UK release, it was last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I spoke about it quite a lot last year, and one of the things I like love about it is is the screenplay, the concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did it's, well at, at, at the Cannes Film Festival too, didn't it? Or it made a big splash at Cannes. Yeah, I to win the jury prize or something like that. Mm, I think so, yeah. Seems like. You know, I love the, can, can I say I love The Lobster? I also feel like Black Mirror, the TV show, is so good mm. that it almost takes away from what The Lobster... I mean, it, if Black Mirror never existed, The Lobster would seem like the most original, freshest idea ever in the last five years. But because Black Mirror has done things that are almost like that, you know, and they make three episodes a year or more, you're almost mm-hmm. like Lobster is just a better Black Mirror episode, but not better enough. I don't know. I mean, that's my feeling. That's a great observation. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't even made that association before. But, yeah, we. I really – it's sometimes hard for me to get my, my head around a, a really surreal film like that, and and Black Mirror is the same way. But once, once I do, I'm really into it. Guys, Black Mirror should win the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Smart cheek away. Thank you. Sean. Shut up and Dan should win the Oscar. Black Mirror is better than everything I've seen this year. I'm just gonna say it out loud. It's better than everything. So th- th- this is this is this is like my category. This one, all right. It's, this is the every year. This is the one I scrutinize and study and cry about the most. Um, I don't think La La Land should be anywhere near this. <laughs> I don't I think understand you know, how. Taylor Sheridan, Landy Moss, Lonergan, yeah. and Mills. And I, I like, by the way, I predicted all ten of these. Um, I don't think Damien Chazelle should be anywhere near this. I think for original writing, those four scripts are absolutely brilliant, but unfortunately, he's the one who's probably going to win. Uh, that w- I would be really disappointed and saddened if that happened, but I, you're, I think... You know, just because of the coattail effect and the way that sweeps work, I think he does stand a good chance of winning. But yeah. I, it, the, I agree with it. not only the weakest script among these five nominees. I don't even think it, it would be way down my list, like maybe twentieth or thirtieth among scripts yeah. of of the entire year. The other thing is, Chazelle doesn't even need to win this particular. He's gonna get best director anyway. At least I think he is. So I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I hope. I hope the voters think of that. For me, the two winners here both have to begin with a letter M. I'm sorry, M as in Manchester and Moonlight. That's. I mean, you have to make sure that they go home with these Oscars, with some just above-the-line Oscars like these, I think. I, I just, I, they can't have gotten this far, especially if the La La Land winds up sweeping everything else. I, I, I strongly, feel, that's, I mean, I don't know. That's who I'd vote for. That's who I hope win. I don't know what's going to happen. Though. That's my way in. Mm-hmm. I agree with um, Daniel. I'd like to see Moonlight take its respective category. 
Mm-hmm. And it would be a way for Barry Jenkins to be recognized too, um, for right. he, he would go home with an Oscar that way. Right. That that's important too. Yes. Yeah, Moonlight would be my choice for for adapted, and I'm just real quickly. Moonlight would be my choice for adapted, and probably, you know, I like Hell or High Water for original. That's a great film too. Yeah, it is. It's very tight. In in my case, I have in adapted Moonlight, but it's kind of unfair to Arrival because if Moonlight weren't nominated in that category, I will I will vote for Arrival. It, with, with, with eyes closed, you know, because it's the best one of the other three nominated. And in original, I would vote for The Lobster. I think it was a, I think it was an original idea, very very original. And and the and the characters are so well written, you know. At, uh, sorry, uh, if not Hell or High Water too, like like Ryan said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think for me, I would pick for Adapted, I would probably go with Arrival, just because I love it so much, and it's one of my five favorite movies of the year. And then for Original, I think I would go with The Lobster as well. Uh, the, the, I, I think that the first two-thirds was the best part, and the last third just got too weird for me. But by <laughs> then, it, it, it didn't really matter, because, I mean, anytime you have, like, John C. Riley having his hand shoved into a toaster. The lobster was fascinating. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. Yes, that is a spoiler. Well, it's like 40 minutes in, you know, you're supposed to know that already. Surprise is a trailer. Ryan hasn't seen it yet, the lobster. Haven't you seen the lobster yet, Ryan? Yes, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, like I said, so I never, I, I'm always resistant to movies that are going to be really surreal. Um, I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm not ever going to like them. And some, and because a lot of times I don't, but, I, um, but, uh, I was wrong about the lobster. It, I, I put off watching it for a long, long time, but then I finally did. And I liked, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Robin, when you say that this, that this category that, uh, is the one that you really drill down on and really feel attached to is that every year or just this year? This is every year because uh, I, I write screenplays, so this is the one I kind of invest in. Mm-hmm. So, Did you say your um, picks, Robin? I might have missed them. Sorry. Um, what, what I'd like to win, the original's really tough. Um, I'm going to say Moonlight on the other one because mm-hmm. it's, it's just such a great screenplay. Um, great story, great stories. Um, original. Um, I'm going to have to go between The Lobster and Hella High Water. I'm the only person who took Manchester by the Sea? Wow. You know, Daniel, I'm, this weekend I'm going to try and write for Robin um, like this post about comparing La La Land, Manchester, and Moonlight. And part of the problem that I had with Manchester is its screenplay. But if it doesn't win this, then it's Casey Affleck or nothing, which I guess is a lock. But uh, I, don't, I, wow. I I see where you're coming from, Daniel. Definitely. I mean, Manchester that was so strong and and was and was favored to be do so well this year. It seemed like it's faltered in recent weeks. And it's and if it doesn't win, if Kenneth Lonergan doesn't win, it's going to be bad news uh, for the evening for Manchester by the Sea. This this it really this is a this would be a great win for it and for Lonergan. But, uh, I, uh, it, the movie bugged me a little bit. I have to say it just kind of there. Were, uh, I, I couldn't I, I, I hate to be the, kind, the person who needs to identify with someone on screen. But I, I hate I didn't really I don't like for 
a movie that makes this kind of person a hero of a, of a film. Not that he's a hero, but even as I, I, can really, I loved it and I hated it at the same. Mm-hmm. I, I was angry at the movie in a way that I'm not usually angry at a movie while I was watching it. I was like, wow, that's the twist. I mean, because I, I didn't see it coming. I had no mm-hmm. idea we were going to see this burning house. I couldn't believe right. I was shocked. And uh, I mean, I was angry, but I also thought, huh. You know, I, I, I decided I also really respected the way Lonergan had set it up, and uh, I don't know. I So I had mixed feelings, but I also, I, I'd be surprised if it didn't win. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, maybe it's, 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 it's daring. It's very bold, because you don't see movies like that. Movies that they are, they don't ever get made, because nobody wants to see a movie that has that much of a downer. I loved what you did for your Oscar your Oscar um, setup, you know, the, the thing that you chose to do for Manchester when you have the chi- the kids' pictures on the on the fireplace, man. And, you know, you you ask you 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 were concerned, like, is this too dark? Is this like off key or, or off color, or is it going to offend? Is it offensive? And it, it and it, in a way it, it is, but I think it it uh, rightfully so. Well, you know, part of I think the issue that I had with it is that um, I like the premise, but at the same time, the fact that Lonergan never explores how they deal with the main crux and how the kid i mean what is he like 16 right mm-hmm. how like i get what 16 year olds think about a lot but it seems like that's the only thing they made him think about was right trying to you know get on with that and it's like mm-hmm. his dad just died and it's like he doesn't even seem to care it's more normal than you think. It, uh, it's it's more it's more no it's more normal. I I I have a brother for uh, he's fourteen years old and and some of these kids they 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 are very insensible. Yeah. And it, it's 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 I kind of of shock really because sometimes uh, some tragic things happen here in Puerto Rico and they're just like it's a normal thing and I like wait what this is not normal you should. You should feel something, and they're like, man, they don't care. So, wow. I think yeah. it's a very good trick. So, okay. it's it's very it's pretty normal for me. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I do think it's realistic. I do think it's true to life that that, that age. I mean, I can even even for myself. I I think I was maybe thirteen or fourteen when my great grandfather died, and I am in the way that I acted and the way I thought back then, and how 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 was had other things on my mind. At the, even at, around the funeral, you know, that I'm just ashamed of myself looking back. But that's uh, just the way the teenagers are. But yeah. but the, but the, but the, in the movie, he's a, he, he seems relatively mature. So you're surprised. I'm surprised that, that, well, that they like. OK, like, for instance, um, without trying to spoil stuff, like when he's at the mm-hmm. freezer and they tell mm-hmm. the that moment to be like where it's like that's when he's grieving. But at the same time, what he says it's about isn't what you think he's grieving about unless it's like sort of a smaller thing contained in a bigger feeling mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. should i just go ahead and say what uh, as long as you say spoiler maybe and say okay. people can just okay. fast forward sure. you know, five minutes so, if they don't want to hear it mm-hmm. that sounds good so spoiler yeah. alert like the fact that he like looks at the what the, ch- the chicken the frozen chicken mm-hmm. and he's more concerned about the fact that his dad is going to be um frozen and kept in a cooler like he, I don't know. It seems morbid to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like he just wants to bury the guy, and he he's he's annoyed that they have to keep him on a you know on a slab in a cooler. I think it's a natural reaction, actually. Very. Uh, it's just like since I haven't uh, passed for uh, for a moment like this, uh, I don't know how I will react. 
Mm-hmm. But I won't be surprised either if someone reacted like him. I, I, for mm. me, it was it, it, I didn't find it uh, abnormal. Okay. I guess one too. I will say that one of the things I did like about Manchester is that it shows you a lot of things that are totally unexpected. I mean, that's not the kind of scene you would expect to see in a movie like this. And so I always like that when a movie takes me by surprise and it shows me because it, there are all uh, huge uh, human emotions that we may not share, but do, that do exist. And I like that filmmakers go there, you know. And and I that, that's one thing I did like about Manchester. Um, but um, as far, but just real quickly though about Arrival, if it weren't for Moonlight, I would really be wanting Arrival to win because it's very few movies are that mind bending, that really are that trippy, but you still can grasp what's happening. Even my mother was able to totally understand what's going on with that movie, and she's not into science fiction at all. She has no grounding and no background or anything in it at all. But she didn't miss a beat with that movie, and she's an older person, and she but but she was onto it all the way, even knew in advance and and what was happening. So that's really a skillful thing for a screenwriter to be able to carry that off. Such a complex, twisted, warped idea that is literally alien. And but you can still keep up with it, and 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 at the end of the movie, you know what happened. Yeah, and you know I'll right. I'll just make I a connection. Your better than me. <laughs> What's that? Your mother is better than me. Oh, Jana, <laughs> did you did you tell us what your choices are for for these categories? Yeah, did you did you? Uh, yeah, Moonlight and the Lobster. I'm gonna go with the okay. Lobster. Uh-huh. Nice. I was I was just uh, pointing out that I was gonna make a connection with Arrival to. Uh, Brokeback Mountain, and how they were both started off as short stories, were uh, fleshed out and done extremely well. Right. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that for both films that they were able to get competent directors. When I read the short story for Arrival, I thought, how can this be a movie? It's only four or five pages long. I didn't know, I didn't understand how they could get a movie, but, but they did. And, and everything that they added into the story to expand and make it deeper and broader improved it. And then the story itself is a fantastic uh, and it's an easy read. You can read it in five minutes practically, oh, but wow. um, it's that short and you can find it online. Anybody that hasn't read the story, uh, definitely seek that story out and read it. It's worth it. You know, I, I am also glad that they changed the name of the, of the movie from what story of your life to arrival, because I feel like that would be kind of giving away stuff. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I thought you were mad at me. I thought you were mad at me. Black helicopters, or uh, you know, I will know. It's it's a great movie. It's a great. It's all great. Yeah, yeah. D- uh, Daniel, did did you name your screenplay? Oh, I, oh yeah. I'm I'm still into M and M and M. Oh, right. I don't yeah. mean right. White Pepper. I mean Manchester and Moonlight. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and your rationale for both of those wins makes so much sense. I agree. We don't want to see those movies go home empty-handed on Oscar night, and we don't want to see them just take a supporting actor award or whatever. We want them to be uh, to get something significant, some real significant hardware. Right. That's exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, especially Manchester. I mean, at least Mahershala Ali, whose name I can't pronounce, you know, will probably win supporting actor. But yeah, okay. You know, let's go on to something else. I, <laughs> okay. I think we're going to the supporting roles, right? Yeah. Well, That's actually, good idea. actually oh, okay. do we want to do the acting or do we want to do directing next? Up to you. Okay. 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 So with acting, what do we have here? So let's start with supporting actress. So we have Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris for Mike, Nicole Kidman for Lion, 
Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Viola Jonah? Davis, duh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it seems Viola. like... Just Viola. She, to me, I, I, I know that she went into supporting role, but to me, that is a lead. Nah. nah. Supporting. <laughs> it's supporting. But isn't she in, like, more than she has a lot. She has a huge yeah. amount of time and yeah. a huge amount of lines in any other... In, in the other I don't know. I in any, in any other. I hate to say if it was a white cast that she'd be nominated for a lead, but I kind of feel like she would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but I'm glad that she is not in supporting because I, she's definitely going to win, and she may have had a harder uh, road to hoe if she had uh, um, been on lead. Yeah. Although I gotta just say that it, you know, part of me would love to see Naomi Harris win this for Moonlight because uh, she, I think she as well as so key in that film and the fact that what she rec- she did that in three days well it was oh, three yeah. days yeah mm-hmm. like three days oh that's impressive <laughs> because oh, she was I think, I think, oh no i was gonna say i had heard that she was she took the time off from um she was on the tour for i, I believe um specter and barry jenkins was able to get her to come to miami i think mm. And she, but she only had like three days, and so they they were able to to capture it all. Right. I don't know the details, but I had just heard that just a, just a day or two ago that what you said that she did that she went through that enormous amount of transformation in three days, and emotionally and physically, it's an um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just makes me wonder how how does somebody get in that headspace so fast? Very mm. cool. Uh-huh. But also, I think. Um, in regards to the in figures nom, who got it? Um, Octavia. Yeah. I think they nominated yeah. the wrong person. I think Janelle Monae should have been there instead of Octavia. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, my pick is actually still Viola, but I mean, I think they, I think Janelle should have gotten some love for that. Robin, did you say you agree or disagree with Shauna? <coughs> I agree. I don't. Octavia Spencer's great, but she didn't. She didn't read anything in that film. Not not to take anything away from it, because it was uh, Taraji's film anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. But, Am yeah, I the only one just... here who hasn't seen it yet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest with you, Al, I mean, I have seen it. I mean, I appreciate it, but I don't love it. Okay. Uh, why? I mean, I think it was just it was just really basic. I mean, mm. the story, but it was really just a basic biopic for me. Mm. It's traditional. It's very traditional yeah, in it, a lot it, of ways. It, yeah. it, it didn't really, you know, take any risks, nothing, you know, like a Jackie or a Steve Jobs. It was just really, as you said, traditional. It didn't really, it didn't really stand out, but I appreciate it for its story because, you know, stories like those should be told. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Joel, did you say Viola already, or did you not get a chance to say Viola yet? <laughs> I'm going to say Viola. The, the, the times that one, uh, Viola, is, is, it's the best from that pool. And I think her <laughs> best happy moments uh, were the ones that she didn't say anything. So, like, mm-hmm. that went mm-hmm. silent, uh, watching uh, Troy talking to his son. When, when she was in the kitchen hearing that conversation mm-hmm. her face say so many things mm-hmm. i it was the moment i realized she was such a great actress i love her love her love her so much really, it was, it was really. Amazing, man. i mean look at that snot that's <laughs> winning snot that's 
not really epic. <laughs> but, you know, credit to uh, Denzel Washington for knowing where to put the camera in those scenes instead oh, yes. of putting yes. the camera. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very true. Daniel, have you said yours yet? I think Daniel throws out. Uh, no, but I, 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 oh no, it's okay. Sorry, I get so pesky about that. Uh, yeah, Viola Davis, to me, in my mind, we're still getting revenge on Alessandra Stanley uh, for what she said in the New York Times two years ago, uh, two and a mm-hmm. half years ago now, that, uh, right. you know, Viola Davis is a traditionally beautiful black woman or whatever the hell it was she thought she was saying. To me, we have to. I, I still want revenge on her. I, I still have a problem with that. She was talking about Viola Davis. I still want to get her back for that. So I, I and, and it also helps that Viola Davis gave probably the you know the best supporting performance of the year if it is a supporting performance. So yeah, uh, the, of course I vote for her, and I, you know she's amazing. You know. Have you seen the the photograph the uh, photograph that's going around Twitter today and yesterday of Viola Davis, where she's like a <laughs> Diana. Is it? It's it's like she's she's Diana Ross, kind of like the the hairstyle and time period. It's an amazing photograph. I uh, I tweeted it out if you want to look on my time, timeline, or, or, or I'll, I'll add you. I'll, I'll add it to you. Yeah. No, no, you can. I'll. I'll you don't yeah, have to. I, I I go back over your tweets many times. Oh. I'll do that again. Oh. Find it, yeah. <laughs> please, please, I have to search through all the Trump tweets. So. Do for me, please. <laughs> okay. I will. I'm so, and I'm so sorry about Trump. That. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, you know, but I, I can't. I can't. I, I know everybody's sick of it, but uh, well, you know, uh, Ryan, isn't that why uh, Sasha has a secondary uh, Twitter account as well? Because she wanted to have one solely focused on the movies. Yeah, uh-huh. and I ought to do that, but I just can't. I can't split myself up like that. That way, I just, I, I just like to keep it all in one place. And I, I'm thinking that eventually this I don't, political I don't have stuff. Any problem with you, Ryan. I mean, <laughs> I, I keep thinking that the. With you, but you know, sometimes you're just off and you're just, you know, having fun and bashing. So I just let you. Be. <laughs> That's good. You got to just scroll bar, just scroll past all that other stuff and just look, just try to just land on the, the stuff that you care about. And I, but I keep thinking that eventually the political stuff will settle out and I can shut up about it. But they won't, you know, as long as it's a mess and I'm going to be a mess. You keep, you, Ryan, you keep waiting for the, the headline to say 24 hours pass without Trump administration <laughs> pulling some crazy bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> what happens. it is. And it never happens. And it won't until the, the day that he's impeached and even after that. But, yeah, I, uh, right, I won't right now. But as soon as we uh, uh, wrap this up, then I will. I'll uh, at you all of the, this photograph that I'm talking okay. about. So you see what I'm talking about. Just, uh, just, Viola Davis was great. And I think what, what, Joe mentioned that she doesn't have not a lot of lines, but she does a lot of um, non-vocal stuff. It's probably why they stuck her in support because she was in the kitchen or she was looking over there. Or mm. I don't know if that's the reason, but that doesn't take anything away from her performance. But Naomi Harris for me was the, is the best one, and I hope she wins because it might well, be, that might be really good news from as well. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you spoke up because the, uh, the uh, variety makes the conversation more interesting, and uh, you have that's a, and your reasons are good. Your yeah, those are good reasons. I agree. Okay, so uh, moving to best supporting, we have Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, the dude himself Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals, aka should have been Aaron Taylor Johnson. 
<laughs> no, it shouldn't. No, 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 no. no. I like you like it when they can notice the subtlety. And besides, you know what you haven't factored in when you said that? I bet Al. Yeah. Guess how many movies? Get Al. Guess how many IMDb movie, not TV movie credits Michael Shannon has? You know, for I. 2000. I think I saw you say something. It was either on Facebook or Twitter. Is it like so what is, is it like fifteen or sixteen? No, ten. But okay. still ten. I mean, Jude Law didn't have that when he hosted Saturday Night Live. I, I say, I, did, did Samuel L. Jackson ever have ten in a single year? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, that's ten. Probably ten not. And, yeah, that is crazy. Still want Aaron Taylor Johnson? Come on. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's amazing. That's I had really no idea. Point. Yeah, I had I didn't know that, and it is true Ten. that. that <laughs> mm. By the way, did you say that? And he's good. He's he's good. You know. Sorry, Shauna. What did you? Is that what um Al said that um Aaron should have been in place of Michael Shannon? Yes, that yeah, he said oh, it. He was but he's joking in a way. I think. <laughs> I actually agree. Okay. I yeah. What? Well, or or even so. Who should have been there is what's his name? Ken Cloverfield Lane. Oh yes, John Goodman. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, Ryan absolutely. Was good, but he, he was not better than those. John Goodman was robbed. He was, he was great again. Again, again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Joel. You know who's the new John Goodman this year? It's that. What's his name? Dan. Um, in Split, he's gonna be John Goodman this year for his performance in Split. I mean, has everybody seen Split yet? No. Okay. No, James I have not. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. John Goodman has never been nominated for an Oscar. How is that possible? This is mm. no It's crazy. It's like Denzel not being nominated for uh, what is it? Yeah. Right. That's also very shocking. So um, I want to I hear Robin say disgusting more. I think yeah. you should say disgusting more. And I like the that way you dis- said it. That BAFTA fact is disgusting. <laughs> <Thank laughs> well Perfect. Amen. I I don't represent Britain though. I'm I'm not. I I like Denzel Washington. I know that's another thing that we had. It seems like nobody even really put had noticed that before. But it then when it finally did notice it, nobody could stop talking about the shock of the fact that Denzel Washington had never been nominated by the BAFTA before. Mm. Well, so the question here is: Are we all saying we want Mahershala Ali to win, or does somebody want somebody else? I actually wanted um, Aaron to win, but I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. His performance was good, but it didn't really stick with me. Okay. Ali's performance didn't stick with you? Yeah, I mean, it just came and went. He was okay. good, but I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things. I actually, I was actually very terrified of Aaron Taylor Johnson's performance. Yeah, that's why I liked him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I about that, and it takes a lot for... I'm going to go with um, Ma- Mahershala for the win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to defer from all of you. I have Jeff Bridges, actually. I- I'd like yeah. Jeff Bridges to win because he has so much fun role, even though it's it's a very weird role because he's, he's kind of racist, actually. I think he's racist somehow. Yeah, he is. In, in a in a joking way, though, I think in he's kind of like way. he's playing it. He's playing it, but but you can see that um, maybe as he was brought up, and he's he's maybe uh, as he's gotten older, he's he's mellowed about his feelings, but he still likes to make. You know, it's not really right to constantly dig at someone, especially your your partner, over things that you know are going to rub them the wrong way. But yeah. so, but it's all in fun. So the, not only is the character having fun, but I agree with you, Jeff Bridges really looks like he's having a blast. Too. Well, it's it's yeah. even like. 
it's so noticeable in that moment where he's like, you know, I'm also Indian too. And he goes, oh yeah, I'll get to those as soon as I finish with the Mexican jokes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was he was amazing. He he enjoyed his role, and and you can see the shift in emotion when when spoiler alert, uh, his partner mm. died uh, right. in 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 the in the shooting. Uh, so so you can see he really cared for his partner. He he wasn't only uh, using it as as he as he's in it for jokes, you know. Right. Uh, and and with Shana and with Shana in the case of Maher Shala Ali, Ali's role is very crucial to the plot uh, but i think the mvp of moonlight was cervantes Rhodes. yes i agree he, he deserved that nomination over ali and 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 i don't know if you were uh, reading my tweets this past week i did a top 10 of male princess female and newcomers and, and my top 10 finally i released it in february and i put cervantes Rhodes over uh Mahershala Ali. I think he was my third favorite role of the uh, male performance of the year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Trevante Rose should, should have been the one uh, for Moonlight there, not not Mahershala. That makes sense. I can understand. I, I, it used to be, I can remember in years past, especially looking at the history of the Oscars and years even before I was born, it used to be that, uh, that sometimes a movie would get a two, two or even three nominees in the same, acting nominees in the same category it doesn't ever happen anymore. They, Part two was one like Godfather two was one like. Oh right, yeah, right. You know, it's this. This is such an unusual category because, it, except for Manchester, you could easily imagine any like all of the the movies producing a different nominee. You know? um, I mean, it, like the it, other than the ones you guys have mentioned, I think. You know, Jeff Bridges was was fine and strong, but I you could have imagined Chris Pine or Ben Foster to me in this in this category. You know, I mean, they were both I thought as good as Bridges to me, mm-hmm. and Dev Patel and Lion. They could have they could have had that kid. You know, it could have been that I forgot the kid's name, but is you know, it Sonny Powar? Yes, yeah. he was yeah. amazing in the first hour. I mean, once he was no longer in it, it wasn't as good a movie. I mean, you could feel it it not being as good without him, I felt. And, you know, like they're saying about Aaron Taylor Johnson, I mean, so I'm saying, yeah, I, I don't know, it's sort of a strange thing how we, we've all seen this every year, that somehow the praise starts to accrue to certain people, to the expected people, and it seems sort of sad, and, you know, the, the campaigns start to, you know, the, the studios start to feel like, okay, we have to focus our chips on this bet, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a shame, yeah, I agree. Right. One thing I'll quickly say here as well, um, the Oscar race is, is one of the biggest tools you can have is momentum. Like its momentum's been dipping, and hella high water has, has has been rising. So Jeff Bridges might win for that reason. Can I ask you, Robin? Has Marshall Ali lost this Oscar to anyone? I mean, don't we have a kind of a most precious rule in effect where you know if you win the first thirty precursors, you're going to get the thirty first, which is the Oscars, right? I mean, isn't that yeah. right? Or has Marshall Ali lost? I forgot. Where did he lose? Um, I think I think he's. I don't know the the Globe. I think recently. He's, he's, he's lost a couple, hasn't he? I can't, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up. Which, but it looked like he was steamrolling, and then all of a sudden, he just like, well, he didn't win a couple. Well, he walked the I guess, to Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Okay, maybe that. If that really counts, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, it was just a surprise. Like, moonlight, the general Moonlight momentum's just ever so slightly dipped. I mean, even La La Land, the momentum's dipped until the nominations came out. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really hard to say. So that could swing in Jeff Bridges' favor. Anybody else winning in that category? Yeah, back to the BAFTA just briefly too. I think 
if I'm not mistaken, I think Hidden Figures only got one BAFTA nomination and also Fences only got one BAFTA nomination. I'm not yeah. sure about Moonlight, but it does that sometimes there's a little bit of a blind spot about African-American stories that that, that doesn't click with a lot of BAFTA voters. Yeah, not, it's glaringly obvious this year as well, which yeah. is really sad. Mm-hmm. I don't think got for, you'll have to look at, I'm not in front of my computer, but I don't think Barry Jenkins got in for director, but That's Tom right. Ford did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But You're right. Yeah, yeah. didn't get picture. Very strange. Mm-hmm. It was really strange. Yeah, uh, they. Uh, not the strength of Nocturnal Animals kind of surprised me. I like it. I know Shauna, you have kind of like mixed feelings about it. You don't like it, right, Shauna? Uh, I mean, it's all right, but in all oh, I thought I thought I got the impression at the beginning when we first started talking that you weren't really fond of it. Maybe I'm thinking of another. But anyway, yeah, it surprises me how strong how strong that Nocturnal Animals was with BAFTA and Golden Globe. You're talking Oops. nocturnal animals. I thought you were yeah. talking um, in figures. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I was. I thought it was silly. It was really, really. I, I didn't like anything. I thought it was like all over the place and stuff. So no, I mm. wasn't fun. I like the performances, but I wasn't really a fan of it. Okay, right. I just wanted to check, and then one also wanted to mention the disconnect between the Oscars and the Bat is pronounced this year in that regard. Yeah. So want to move on to um, the lead actor categories. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what we have here for lead actress, we have Isabel Hare for L, Ruth Nega for Loving. Pardon? Yay. 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 Uh, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep again for Florence Foster Jenkins. (laughs) Somebody named Meryl Streep. I don't know. I don't know. That movie's a newcomer. She's a newcomer. Hey. Best breakthrough. Who knows? She's finally beast. Yeah, the ones who dream. I tell you. So I think I'll go ahead and um, okay. I got to be honest. I plan on seeing all of these, but so far I've only seen Lala. <laughs> Biggest shock ever of the night. Yeah. Well, part of it is. Better. You need like, better. With the theaters around me, like I don't think Elle was anywhere near me, and neither was Jack. But I, I will say that Emma Stone, I mean, on her own, she is great, and she carries that. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. she did well. But I think I also think that she, she's not one of the stronger performances. I, no. I prefer Jack. I prefer Isabel. And who's the other one? Well, there's Elle Portman and Ruth Nega. Yeah, yeah. Um, I prefer Ruth Nega as well. Okay. But um, who I want to win, I'd like, um, I guess Jack, but I know she's not going to probably win, but I, I, I'd go with Jackie. Okay. Well, for, okay, so can I ask you guys, is, is Natalie Portman as good in Jackie as she is in Black Swan? Yes, she I is. I think she's, she's better. better. I don't know. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I take that back. I'd like to choose Isabel. I'm sorry. Isabel. Okay. That's my pick. But she's not going to win, but... I mean that—that's my favorite performance out of this pool. Okay. So, um, how, how many of you have seen L? By the way. I have. <laughs> I have. Okay. Okay. L is not for everybody. Because <laughs> I'm. I didn't, want, I didn't want to talk about L for a long time because a lot of people who I really respect on social media had really mixed, strong, strongly mixed feelings about it, and some people really disliked it very strongly and so i kind of wanted to lay low mm-hmm. lie low about it and not speak up because i don't need any more enemies on twitter or any place <laughs> i didn't want to get into it with anybody who, whose opinion i respect but and um 
Sasha finally saw it last night, and we talked. We talked about it privately, and I'm glad to know that Sasha really, really liked it a lot. She wrote a nice uh, write up about uh, about it today that was just published on the site a couple of hours ago. Okay. And um, so now I feel I feel more confident in speaking out and saying that I really liked it a lot, that's, and that's the performance is incredible. <laughs> Say what, Sharona? I'm saying that's good to know, Amy. You're not scared to talk about it. <laughs> no, I'm so shy. Um, you know I, me. I'm so shy. I, I don't. I don't hate L. I love the performance, but it kind of left me a bit cold. I mean, it's 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 a bit weird for me. It's a bit. I mean, this whole centered around rape, like it, it's viewed like a fetish, and it was a bit weird for me. But I mean, the performance was there to carry it. I liked it, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, you've crystallized the, the 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 problem that so many people have with it. Um, m- male and female f- uh, movie writers feel the same way that it's a it's it's a very iffy position to to saddle a character with is the way that her attitude about the rape. And um, but I I can't argue with it. I'm sure that there are people who have. You know, it's the same thing we were talking about Manchester by the Sea. There's a wide range of human emotions that we may not identify with or sympathize with. That do there's no reason why filmmakers shouldn't explore that. And I like that Verhoeven um, did not uh, try to judge anything about the story or her character. I want to I want to hear Robin weigh in on this because I you know tweeted or something. I pinged like him and Asif Khan. I was like, explain the ending of L to me. And uh, you know they didn't they didn't touch that one. <laughs> uh, and maybe say, we shouldn't talk about the ending because uh, because we can just, you know, we can just do a, a blanket. But I know Robin is not the hugest fan of L. Uh, I want to hear Robin's take. If is that am I just stirring the pot by asking for that? No, 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 no. It's not. It's um, I hope she wins because of who she is, and she's made a hundred films this year. <laughs> And she's and made, she's made thousand films. In, in her career, she's made like five hundred films. The film was a bit um, all over the place for me, and it's and it's a film I've promised to to revisit, and I, and I will. Mm-hmm. But um, everybody's saying sort of the same thing, whether they like the film or not. And it's about fifty-fifty, I would say. But everyone's saying the same thing that the film is her character and her, and I I, I can't fault that. I think I'm I'm gonna. I said if she got nominated, she she would probably win, and I th- I still think she's gonna win. Wow, that's a bold I, choice because most people are saying it's between Portman and Stone. Certainly, Scott Feinberg says that. You know, and that's and that's, the, that's the thing. It'll, it's likely going to split. I remember when Cutty I got nominated yeah, two years yeah. ago. Yeah, a similar sort of worthy, but surprise. But Julian Moore was like, "Oh, it had already won. We don't have that this year." Right. And I think people are going to vote for Portman. People are going to vote for Stone. You're going to get some people voting for Streeple, but I think uh-huh. who pets. She's everywhere at the minute. She's everywhere. She's done loads of films. You, you read about her all the time. Every, everyone kind of loves her, and she's and she's kind of due as well. So I think she's my choice, personally, and also my prediction. It's interesting. Wow. So you, even though you had problems with the movie itself, you you're, you're you still recognize and still appreciate and, and admire and respect the performance. That's great. I mean, I'm not even going to say anything else aside from the fact that I think because I'm guilty sometimes of once. I uh, a, a movie rubs me the wrong way. I turn against it in every way, <laughs> you know. And I, that's not a right. That's not a good way to be. So I'm glad that you're not like me. <laughs> and I'm sure you are too. Um, anybody else, Joel? Did you want to j- jump in? I have Stone winning. I like uh, Stone to win. Um, I don't know. She she has so much emotions in in the same movie. Uh, 
uh, this song, the one that they sing with, she sings for friends. Uh, what is the name? Oh, the, someone in the crowd. Someone in the crowd. Thank you very much. Uh, that that one that there's a particular scene when she's dancing with the dress and like changing faces. I don't know that I find that particularly very very moving. So like like so much emotion in that in that in that ten seconds, you know. And mm -hmm. she she was able to manage it. And and if you compare that, if you contrast the whole movie from beginning to end, she 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 had to do a lot of work. So something similar to I don't know. No, I'm not gonna say it because I I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna no. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I want to say something about Stripper Strip. I think she did a great job in Florence Foster Jenkins. I like her a lot in it. I even laughed out loud very much in when she the first thing when she sang, and but. Man, Amy Adams, she should yeah. be here. Oh my yeah. God, damn! I if it weren't for because she wasn't nominated, I would vote for for Amy without without a doubt. You know, she she was my winner in, in that. That was the biggest shock of Oscar nominations morning, and the biggest disappointment is that Amy Adams wasn't nominated. And I can't, I, although I I admire the other ones. Um, beyond question, and just really sorry that Amy Adams didn't get nominated. But in a way, it bodes well for the next. The same thing we were saying about Deacons is that these kinds of things can can have a cumul cumulative effect, and you, you you build up collateral for a future win. So I feel like the next movie that Adams has that has any substance at all that it, this her lack of a nomination this year will help her in the future. I agree with that, and also she prob it would have been hard for her to win in sci-fi because sci-fi is always actors is like a wasteland for Oscar mm. wins. You know, it, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't have to tell me about the few nominations, but to actually win with a sci-fi is like almost impossible for an actor. You know, mm -hmm. so so I agree with you. So in a way, it's like better that she bank it. You know, like you're saying to the disc now. <laughs> right. I, I, but I, you know, I'm kind. Of, I want to agree with Robin. I, I would like to take Isabel Huppert, uh because of her career, because of all these great performances she's done. I, the performance in L, it's strange. I feel like it. I, I liked it, but it wasn't. It didn't knock me out. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it's. I think I still think Natalie Portman has a is a great chance to win this because she, other than Streep, she certainly does the most. Acting, if that makes sense. I mean, you know, most showy kind of, you know, it's obviously a performance, you know, as opposed to what the other three actresses do. They're kind of letting the camera come to them. I mean, and I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to do. I'm saying the Oscars tend to reward showiness, and therefore I think Portman has a, a great chance. But mm -hmm. I guess, the, but the logic of Emma Stone makes sense too. The whole we need to crown our new white princess like we did with Brie Larson, like we did with Jennifer Lawrence, you know, that, that while she's still in her 20s. You know, I mean, I get that, so I, I wouldn't, I hate, I would hate to bet against that. I wouldn't bet cash money against Portman or Stone, but I'll be rooting for Huppert. I'll be jumping out of my seat if she actually wins. And just also, as we said... Oh, sorry. There's, no, you sorry. go ahead, Joe. Oh, thank you. There's also something that's going to help Portman a lot, and it's like in recent years we haven't had Four fictional characters winning in the acting categories, so that can help. That can help Natalie Portman a lot. Remember the year Birdman? Michael Keaton was a front runner. Michael oh, Keaton yeah, was right. a front runner, but then Eddie Remain appeared, 
he was doing a real character, a, a, a real person, sorry, and he won in the end. So that's a great. Yeah, that that that, that, that can that. help Natalie Portman a lot. That's and a since the point. other three, the other three characters, the the other three frontrunners, sorry, uh, are fictional characters. Even in actor when where he's Affleck and Washington, they're they're both fiction. So so yeah, that that helps Natalie a lot. That's a, that's a, also a good counterpoint to what Robin was saying because when Marion Cotillard did win, she was her her two biggest competitors were from made up movies. You know, it was uh, it was Julie Christie and uh, Ellen Page away from her and Juno, and those were those were made up characters. So to have a biopic to be actually playing Edith Piaf, which is somebody the whole Academy knows. You know, it was a factor. It was a factor in helping her, which Huppert does not doesn't have that factor help. You know, this year. So you make a, a good point there. I think. Excellent. Yeah, I like that. Am I hearing um, Taji right now? You are. I need to like. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Taji, what are you saying? He's. I think he's saying Mel. Mel. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he wants us to move on to director, maybe. Oh, no, okay, we, no, we, we haven't. We, anyway. Okay, we, uh, we did. We did. We let's, let's do best actor, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. did every, we, everybody weigh in though just now on actress? I, I believe uh, I so, didn't. But right? oh, you didn't? Uh, yeah, that's okay. That's all right. I I I I kind of have a feeling that Emma Stone is going to win. I would like yeah. to see. I would like to see Natalie win. But they were also great, and I do think that Emma Stone took what we have already talked about when we were talking about screenplay uh, and other uh, categories. It, she took a, a relatively shallow, underwritten role and and turned it into something that the movie would not exist without her. You know? right. And no yeah. one else could have carried it off the way she did, I don't think. I can't imagine anyone else d- doing what she did with that role. So, but but uh, but at the same time, Isabel Hubert would probably, if I had a ballot, um, I, she would have my vote. Excellent. So, okay, so now we can move on to uh, so yeah. as long as they, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, for best actor, we have Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Vigo, It's Just a Penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you stop making your Eastern promises already. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Denzel Washington for fences. So it really is just yeah. a penis. You know, and it's, have you seen? Have you seen plenty of penises? It's not even that extraordinary. Right. Take my word for it. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen more. Well, if, if you if you know Captain Fantastic, you know where to find them. I mean. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but I, I want Ryan Gosling to win because it's. La La Land is one of my favorite movies. So, easy nice. enough. Uh, plus, he sings. And uh, he is, the besides... Pardon? Plays the piano. Yeah, and even plays the piano. Plays, yeah. plays the mm-hmm. piano. And besides Channing Tatum, he's just become one of my absolute favorite actors to watch right now. He's gotten such a backlash, though, for his poor singing and, and dancing in the movie. Have you noticed? I mean, it seems like that's going to hurt him, you know? Yeah, although I wonder, though, because was it was it uh, you guys, uh, Ryan, uh, uh, talking on the latest episode about uh, if Casey Affleck and Denzel Washington uh, get split votes, then Ryan Gosling could win? That's no possible. Sense. I can't really understand why those two in particular would split votes. Uh, I don't know anything that why why people who, who are drawn to 
performance would be necessarily be drawn to the other one, uh, except for the fact that I guess they would be both the two front runners. So that in, in that regard, yeah, as far as them both being the front runners and then the third person uh, comes out of nowhere. But I, I think a lot of the criticism or the backlash that I first heard about Ryan Gosling seemed like it was from the New York contingent of voters and and movie lovers who are who are Broadway oriented type people. They've just seen it. You know, they're not in. They're not so impressed with an actor who who takes a stab dancing and singing, singing and doesn't embarrass himself. But I thought, you know, I didn't I didn't even think about the fact that he wasn't polished in the movie because I don't think that the movie tried to be polished. So it didn't bother me. Yeah. Was it a point that they were just like supposed to be amateurs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but I, at the same time, he would be my last choice. I mean, <laughs> to, to, and this, and sure. to vote for if it were up to me, I, I, I think that. That uh, even though I'm really not fond of Captain Fantastic, the movie itself, uh, the performance Vigo gave was um, really good. So, but anyway, my my choice here would definitely be Denzel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I picked Denzel. I want Denzel to win. I suspect it'll be Ben Affleck's kid brother, though. <laughs> <laughs> the not Batman. <laughs> right. The, the not Batman. <laughs> not so Batman after all. <laughs> Robin, yeah, just oh, sorry, that makes it sound like I'm insulting you, Robin Wright, which I am not. You know, you know when you get when Batman's sidekick, I was thinking, you know, Robin. Disgusting. <laughs> hey, I got that. Disgusting. That was. So my pick is well, who I'd like to win is Denzel, but I think Casey will win. I yeah. Think he gave a really great performance. I mean, that guy had me drowned in his sadness. Drowned in his melancholy. But, um, I mean, like, who floored me? Denzel. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with Denzel, but I, I, I have a weird feeling that Casey will. Joel, did you say yet? No, I haven't said yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Denzel, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like uh, Casey, but I don't know. I, I, I like Denzel better. <laughs> um, even though I don't know what, what's all the thoughts about it. What, what was exactly what Casey did that everyone is like um, against him winning, especially Constant Wu? I, I, I don't know what, what, what was the, the real deal. Well, with I that? think what that was the, the, the double something about like he can get away with sexual allegations, but like Nate. Oh, Parker it was the allegations. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. It, it just I I'm, since I'm in this in this swing of, of watching films and and everything since 2012. I I didn't know much of the actors before that. So mm-hmm. that happened before 2012, right? That the Casey Affleck thing. It happens. I don't even know when it happened. I don't even know the details I of it. I haven't even. I'm was still, it? Yeah. That's when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that oh, was when, when what uh, uh, what's his name. Um, uh, Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was doing that weird movie, right, where he looked like a bum. Yeah, he was pretending. You know, it's a whole. It's a long story. God, who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, did, I think it's great that, that every, we've all seen Fences, right? All five of us. I mean, obviously, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I think it's. Yes. I mean, for a movie that only came out at Christmas and it was in a little bit limited release, that it's already uh, available kind of worldwide. That's amazing and great, and I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, that's great. So, Robin, I hate to ask again, but did you actually say who you want to win? 
Um, I didn't know. Let me have a look. Who's nominated then? Let's have a look. <laughs> oh, um, love I love your attitude, Robin. Is like you're, you're just kind of playing along with your humoring us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a very good, um, a very good list this year. Andrew Garfield was nominated for the wrong film. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I agree with that too, Robin. I think he should be nominated for Silence. Uh, he oh. did a very, a, a very great job in that movie. Especially in the in the scenes and and when he's like, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Incapable is is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, incapable, I incapable of of doing something to to save those uh, those 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 yeah. that that were very faithful to their to their religion. Yeah. Um, his 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 feelings. You you. you you could be him, so you 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 can feel him for for what yeah. happening, and he could do anything to save them. So yeah, I, I that was his best performance, and and he should be here for that movie, not not I, a Hacksaw Ridge. I didn't really like Hacksaw Ridge anyway. I, I I found the first half hour to be just like watching a TV made a very good one. That's just mm. my. I have nothing wrong with the battle scenes, but Hacksaw Ridge was not a big hit in our house. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. It has the same sort of, especially the first half hour, has the same sort of thing, the same sort of uh, tone and 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 lighting even that hidden figures had. That's almost like an old, uh, 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 traditional to the point of being a little bit more bund. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's just a little. Uh, it's almost it's t- typical, very too typical for me. I agree with you about the power of uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I was glad when we got away from the Walton family type. Story. Yeah, it was a bit like that. But hidden, hidden, hidden figures I much prefer as a film. But mm-hmm. I think Denzel Washington, dare I say, is a little bit over the top. And he does that role really well. Casey Affleck's mm-hmm. really hard to call, but I'm going to say Casey Affleck. Just the subtle. I'm a I mean, big, fan of, big fan of subtle. So. Just yeah. real quickly, because I know we're all kind of like, you know, it's gone, this is uh, three hours already, but real quickly, since you said that you did, it's not a very strong film, I'm interested, because I really respect your taste, what, what actors may you have rather seen nominated in this category? Um, Joel Edgerton, perhaps. Hmm? Yes. Okay. For loving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me think. Uh, I actually would have liked Colin Farrell in The Lobster, to tell you the truth. Even And I know I was making a joke about The Lobster, but I thought he was great. Yeah, I mean, you could even argue Chris Pine as well, Hello High Water. If, if he was yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Or even Ryan Gosling for The Nice Guys. I, I like him more there than in, in La La Land somehow. I don't know. <laughs> he is so no, funny in that movie. The fact that he yes, keeps falling and he, he doesn't die. <laughs> I, I love missed, that movie, so... I got to see it. I missed it and because and I didn't think it was going to be anything, and then I, everyone was raving about it, and then by then it was too late, and I haven't caught up to it yet. So you guys have reminded me that I need yeah, to see right. it. Maybe it was not a good, not a good year, then, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's rare, finally. but it does happen. Yeah, finally. You're it right, a, finally. It was a weak year for, for men because uh, when I was doing the top 10 male performances... It was very easy to do it. I like, like I in five minutes, I, I found all the ten rows I needed. And yeah. in the case of woman, it was very hard to do that top ten. Like every performance was so good. So yeah. even the the supporting roles and the lead roles, they, they it was very difficult to do to do one. And I'm very happy that uh, the people that saw it uh, were very fond of it. Like they they like it so much. My top ten female performances. So. 
yeah, I, I'm glad of, of what I did, and I should mm-hmm. like, you know. <laughs> I'll have to and seek I, that out. I, 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 what was the guy in The Man Called Ove? I mean, I, I don't know the name of the Swedish actor, but I thought he was excellent, you know. Oh yeah, I had only I just looked that up a little while ago, but I can't I I, you know, I can't think of it. Uh. He was terrific, but I agree it was a weak year. Yeah. Well, let's see. The character's name was oh oh the actor's name was Rolf Lasgard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, where the heck is he? He ought to have gotten a nomination. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, oh. I th- I think are we more? Uh, pardon. We'll show move to, to, the, to the director, right? Director yes. and picture, yep. and then we can wrap up. Yep. Okay. So we got here for director, Denis Villeneuve for Arrival, uh, Mel Gibson back for Hacksaw Ridge, Damien mm. Chazelle for La La Land, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. I'm going with Barry Jenkins. That's my, my pick. My pick. I mean, everybody I- is... All element on La La Land, but I'd love to see the first African American take home the best director Oscar. And I thought Moon was really great. I wanted to win. I mean, part of I kind of want Mel to win as well because I'm really I really love Axaris, but I'm I'm going with Moonlight. I'm with you, Shauna. I agree with you. I'm not I'm not on the La La Land bandwagon. I'm I'm a, I'm I get tired of the front runner every year, especially in a year like this when when there's a there's a there's a, there's a threat, an ominous threat of a sweep that is going to be so boring on Oscar night. I'm just going to get angrier and angrier on Oscar night if that happens. I wasn't even impressed that much with Whiplash a couple of years ago. I didn't like that movie at all, and so I I I like. I mean, I, I enjoyed La La Land. I had a great time watching it. I don't know when I'll ever want to watch it again, though. With a, a, a litmus test that I used a rewatch factor for me. If I don't feel like that, I need to that I'm. I'm eager to watch a movie again, and it, then it, then I feel like I got everything out of it already, and that's never a good sign for me. But you know, back to the point, Barry um, needs to win and should win and deserves to win this year for best director. <laughs> I love Barry Jenkins. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to unfollow you for for that whiplash talk a while ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just mute me. Mute me. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I sent you all, I sent you guys that photograph, so that should win me some credibility there. Yeah, that, that. maybe, maybe. Okay. <laughs> did you, uh, Ryan, did you see Bilge, I'm, I'm not pronouncing his name right, Bilge Ebry, the, mm-hmm. he's like a famous film writer, Bilge Yeah, he, he writes for New York Magazine. I, okay. I, he's did you like, see his, uh, his tweet yesterday, which uh, Mark Harris and Sasha responded to, among others, like, name a film that uh, the world you completely disagree with, but you love the film? I thought mm-hmm. that was a really interesting tweet. And I th- one person said Whiplash because they said, you know, I don't think you should have to punish. They're like, I love Whiplash, but, you know, good teaching is not about you know, torturing your students, you know, and I thought that was an interesting response. Well, um, that's, that's my attitude about it. I, I would, for, first of all, if I were a student, I don't care if, if he w- was the, the best drum instructor in the entire world, much less in New York city. If he, anyone like that, I would walk out and I wouldn't turn back and I wouldn't regret it. There's just no need for that kind of, of, uh, of harsh, abusive, 
attitude for any kind of tea. It seemed pointless to me, and I don't know why anyone would put up with it. Plus, it was unrealistic. How would he never have had any complaints and lost his job before then with that sort of attitude? Uh, I I can't imagine that that he would even still be teaching. He would be doing something else. But just uh, so many things about that movie bought me, and I wasn't into it. Sorry, Shana. Because <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I understand that. Right. You know, right. No, I understand what people liked about it, and 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 I at first I thought I was going to be able to get into it, but it just uh, like it's one of those situations like I was speaking about before. Once a movie's the wrong way, it's really hard to win me back, and I and so that's what happened. I don't like, you know, I don't even know what kind of movie thinks that it's our right to be able to get away with uh, with gay slurs like that in this day and age, you know. Right. So, well, anyway. I mean, isn't that like Hell or High Water and the things that Jeff Bridges says about, you know, his Mexican Indian partner? Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that I really did get the feeling that this was a kind of a shit they did that those two those two partners did all the time and they were messing with each other and that Jeff Bridges wasn't serious about it and his partner knew that, that it had become annoying to his partner because it was just basically tedious that he heard it all the time. But I never got the feeling that it was, was any kind of antagonism behind it. It was all so playful that it didn't bother me. Huh. I got the feeling like Bridges was a sort of an unreconstructed West Texan, you know, like a lot of guys I know from Texas because my family's from there who, you know, maybe they're good humored about it. But well, I'm way off track. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'll take uh, no, I'll take Barry Jenkins. Well, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. I don't mean to give me. To no, 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 no. I did. Your original question was I, I don't know if his name is maybe pronounced Bilga. Bilga Elberry, but anyway, yeah. he, he writes for a magazine, and I follow him, and I check his timeline every day, and that was a very interesting question, and if we, maybe next time we hook up, we'll, we'll talk about that, yeah, but, yeah, so. Barry Jenkins, uh, I, I, I root for here, I love Dennis Villeneuve, I mean, I, I, rival, I mean, wow, you know, I think what he did with that short story is tremendous, I mean, that's my favorite film of the year, so I, I, I want, like, a tie between him and Jenkins, but I know that neither of those are going to happen. I know that uh, a certain three-year-old is going to break the record for youngest person to win this category. I mean, I'm, I've got myself resigned to it, but I don't have to like it. I mean, I, I you know, I, I like La La Land. I, I do. It's my wife's favorite film uh, of the year. She loves it. I do. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's definitely strong. I just, I don't, if I have to pick, I think those other two directors did a better job. Mm-hmm. That's me. Who's next? Joel, who do you like for best director? I agree with Daniel, actually, with everything he said. Um, especially oh, with, with Danny Villeneuve and, and Barry Jenkins. Um, I'm going with Barry Jenkins. Uh, even though Chazelle did a great job, uh, because it's, it's not easy to direct a musical. Uh, uh, I think because of the subtlety of 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 moonlight you know i think that's harder to 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 direct and 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 now the other facts that i know of the movie that i didn't know like the case of of naomi harris that she was only there three days and she did all her stuff in in that amount of time that 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 has to be great direction too Mm -hmm. i mean that's great acting but but he he had to do a great job directing her too like how you can do that in three days damn right right amazing Make an attachment with your with your with your actress and and be able to her and and 
and communicate what you need in a short amount of time, knowing that the pressure she's under and the, the emotional strain that's going to put her under and how to uh, help shepherd her through all that. It does. It's a, I'm sure it's an amazing uh, um, relationship that they must have been able to form in, in that short amount of time. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing I have to add, Ryan, my mm. favorite film of 2014, it's, it's Whiplash. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so I'm I sorry was, I brought I it up. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm sorry I brought it up. I shouldn't have even tried to to go back that far because there's no point. But and I know that I, I know I'm all alone. I know that very few people dislike the movie as much as I do. So you guys are right, and I'm not. Oh, don't, don't <laughs> say that. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Because not everyone likes what everyone likes. So don't worry about that. What I wanted to say is that I think the the role of Fletcher. It's it's more. I I do more with with the uh, sorry uh, with the protagonist head. So like, it has to do with, with his persistence of trying to be the best. I think, I I know Fletcher's character is he exists mm-hmm. in the real world, oh, yeah. but I I see him more like he's in. I don't remember his name. Uh, Miles Teller's character character's mm-hmm. head, like like. Pleasure is this part of the head that's challenging him to do more. No, don't be a no. Don't be so weak. Don't be you know, like challenge yourself more. And, and that's how I see it. And and that and that way the movie works for me. Also, mm-hmm. I have seen basketball coaches, volleyball coaches, and soccer coaches that are the same or worse than pleasure. So, oh yeah, I know see, that it exists. I could just never, personally, myself as a student, I would never would never put up with that. But I do understand so much about coaches. And you're right. I mean, it reminds me. Uh, oh sh- damn, I can't think. What's the Kubrick film uh, about boot camp? Oh, and- Full Metal Jacket. Full yeah, Metal right. Jacket. It reminds me of the first. I, for the same. It's, I can't watch Full Metal Jacket. It just infuriates me too much. I, I, I admire the movie, and I'm glad I saw it, and I've seen it more than once. But, but that character, I, uh, you know, I don't like that sort of. I don't, I don't understand how that, why that is necessary. I'm with you on that, and it, 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 it saddens me because I have seen those kind of coaches coaching kids teams. Mm-hmm. And it's like sure. I remember one in, once in in a volleyball tournament in, in the school I I used to go, I was uh, in writing the points the the, the 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 statistics of the game, and the coach uh, calls timeout, and the team was losing, and he was mm-hmm. like he was like silent looking at his senior kids, and so they're they're mm-hmm. big but they're still kids, you know, right and. And suddenly he he decides to speak out very loud, uh, using slur words in mm-hmm. Spanish. Uh, I can I can say them, but I don't know if you have any Spanish uh, Spanish speaking. Uh, no, go ahead and say it. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we, I. Yo hablo español. Dime. Like, it's sort of like fuckers, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn. And he's saying that to those kids, like instead of you know uh, asking for them to do better, he was like insulting them and making them feel worse. And was very mm-hmm. to see that in in with teenagers, yeah, 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 with I, teenagers, I, mm-hmm. exactly. 
it, it was impressive. So when I saw Fletcher, which is a college professor, which sometimes are worse than high school yeah. teachers, uh, it was not so surprising for me. So yeah, that, you that, make a good point. Yeah, I, I I agree. I see. I and it was a, it was also a private, more of a private school situation. It wasn't like that they were in, um, uh, where they were had a school board administration responsible to or something like that. As far as I can remember, actually, I, honestly, I don't even remember that much about Whiplash. I just know that that uh, it. But you, both of your, you, Shauna, your argument and 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 uh, Joel, yours too have. You know, I see your point of view. So that's what the conversation is about. I'm glad that, in a way, I'm glad I brought it up so that you got to refute me <laughs> <laughs> and slap well, me down. Just wanted to make a point, you know. <laughs> My hands are all bloody now. <laughs> that's right. Pierce Morgan after J.K. Rowling and everybody else was through with it. I know. I, I jumped in on that too. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, that was... I saw you, Ryan. <laughs> I just keep remembering J.K. J.K. Simmons was it talking in his speeches about his perfect kids. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so hard to believe. Wow, you just made me realize J.K. Simmons and J.K. Rowling—they're both doing J.K. And I, I made that connection. Thank you. Right. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> So my here's what I want to see. Um, I, I would love to see Barry Jenkins win for the obvious reason. Uh, I do think, though, I mean, I love Gravity, and Alfonso Cuarón definitely deserved that Oscar, but I, it, part of me feels like because they went with 12 Years a Slave that Steve McQueen should have won there. So we, mm. we should already have a black director with a directing Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like for me, even though La La Land is, would be my place, at the same time, I would love to see Denis Villeneuve win here because of, oh, he's, yeah. he's on this role with, you know, he's, he caught my attention with Prisoners and then he did the fantastic Sicario mm-hmm. and, and then Arrival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, I, I know like he, his, uh, reward is he gets to do Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need the Oscar. <laughs> That's but, true. Yeah, but it would be really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Another thing about um, Villeneuve is I think that uh, after Blade Runner twenty forty six, I believe he signed on to do the next remake of Dune. Oh wow. yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's that'll be three science fiction films for a row. Well, he's like the good J.J. Abrams, like, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like the intellectual J.J. J.J. Uh, Abrams. We don't. Well, I shouldn't even say that because I we don't know how good Blade Runner twenty seventeen or whatever it's called will be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, All right. right. I disagree with you um, about the first black director. I think. Um, Kurion deserved that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Al, but... No, it's it. fine. I mean, yeah. Gravity, I mean, you could have flipped the coin with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, um... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, we're saying whether or not that he should have won instead of um, a Steve McQueen. Oh, I see. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. For director. Yeah. They were both... A lot of people... I was about to say a lot of people don't like to see a picture director split. They think that they should go hand in hand, and I can understand the the... The that, but I, I, I almost I like it because when you get to that level, when you get to the level of the best five directors of the year and the best five films of the year, or eight or whatever, however many are nominated, I'm a, I'm ready at that point to see um, 
them to share the wealth and to have a lot, as many movies as possible honored, even if it means that they don't have to go hand in hand. By the way, Ryan, has there ever been like co-winners? Co I, I, I don't remember if they're like uh, two persons, they share award between two persons. For the best director, you mean? Yeah, or even best picture. Has that ever um, happened before? I think the Coen brothers, maybe, uh, is the only... Uh, I don't know if they're actually, I, although I, I think it's Joel that took the credit. Is that right? They, they, they're they kind of like co-directors. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm, I'm understanding your question. Uh, there aren't that many. I don't think there's that, that many examples of films that have been co-directed by two two people that have been nominated. No, no, that, that's not what I really meant. Okay. I mean, like, they didn't, they couldn't decide who to give it to, so they just give it to two persons not for best director I don't think okay there has been ever a tie in, in director uh, I have uh, a few times I have been in the Wikipedia page of, of best director and uh, no I don't remember seeing, seeing one for, for ties are my favorite thing ties are my favorite thing to night. I don't care what category all the way down to to anything, whenever there's a tie, uh, it's exciting to see. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, we had that just a couple years ago, right? With Skyfall. Sound. Sound. Yeah, Sound. Sound. Right? And uh, social network was it? Social Zero network. Zero dot thirty. Zero dot oh, yeah, thirty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Incredible. Robin, it's your turn. I haven't heard you, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Not Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Don't worry. Uh, Barry, Barry Jenkins, I think, definitely. I want I want him to win. Hope he does. Phil Nev would be a good second choice, I think. Yeah. So Jenkins yeah. for me. Uh, your second choice was what? I, I oh, Phil Nev, I think. And oh, yeah, right. When, when you speak about his, you've got to go back before his, his American films and the film he made, I don't know if you called it Incendies. I don't know if that's oh, the yeah. yep. That's the best right. film he's ever made. Mm -hmm. So check that out, and you'll love him even more. Uh, I have seen it. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, it's another one of those twisty movies that take that uh, with a lot of plot twists to take you by surprise. Uh, yeah, he's he's great at that. And the reason I did what you said or didn't register in my ears is because I'm always mispronouncing his name, and so you got it right. And so I thought, who's that? <laughs> never heard of him before because <laughs> I can never say <laughs> his name correctly. <laughs> so have we all said uh, for best director? Have we? All yes. Yep, I think All so. All right, and now we're ready to move on to the big uh, final event of the evening. Is All right. Best... Sound mixing, yeah! <laughs> Wait, that's not the one? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, best motion picture of the year. And so, first of all, uh, are we happy with these nine? Do we, do we, would we have wanted to see anything else in here? Jackie. Yeah. Zootopia. Yeah. No. <laughs> Shark, shark, Silence. No Sharknado. No. Sorry, Shauna. <laughs> okay, now I have to ask the question. What about Deadpool? No. Deadpool. Oh no. And I, and I, I like that Deadpool film, but was no. Robbed. Deadpool I like Deadpool, but it doesn't need to be a Best Picture nominee. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was fun, but come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can. I agree with Daniel. I can so, say for screenplay yeah. maybe, or I liked. Of course, I like Ryan. Uh, I like Ryan. What's his Ryan? What? Reynolds. Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. May, I can even see him over Ryan Gosling. 
for Best Actor. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's very good, actually. Yeah, he was really in that one. It was fun, mm-hmm. but the third act was completely formulaic. I mean, you know, like, you know, let's just have Colossus and the the spiky-haired chick show up, and let's just do... You know, I mean, it was very by the... I, I just... I don't know. You know, it was fine. It was fun, mm-hmm. but it's not... I, 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 you know, they were right to break the ground, and I appreciate all the respect it's getting, but I, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't feel like it has to be a Best Picture nominee, like I would say, about probably your name, I've seen it like Robin has. But since I haven't seen it, I have to assume your name is just that good. Mm-hmm. Your name is amazing. And if you tweeted, if you tweeted that Ryan Reynolds was better than Gosling on Twitter, they would have shocked you. Yeah. <laughs> I know like, somebody can tell the difference between them. Come on. <laughs> Aren't like they? Imagine. Didn't they like sit next to each other at the Golden Globes or something? Uh, they made jokes at each other. I don't know something. Yeah, they're like, uh, what is it? No, no, I'm thinking of uh, maybe Andrew Garfield. Because hmm. well, it was it was four... the whole thing about Deadpool and Spider Man. Oh. Okay. Ah, it's true, right? But they even kiss. They kiss when Ryan Gosling won. Did, yeah. did you saw that? Yes, you saw. Well, was that actually? <laughs> did the camera show him? Yes, but when Ryan Gosling is is going up to this to the stage, uh, you can look at the uh, at the back of the. Uh, uh, how do I say that word? If you look to the back, you can see Ryan Reynolds and Andrew Garfield kissing. But you have to be like. <laughs> You had to be like very, um, very atten- attentive to that because if, if you blink, you miss it. So if you hear me tapping on my keyboard, it's because I'm going to Google search right now to see if I can find a picture of that because I'd like to see it. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I see it. You're right. Yeah, yeah I do see. It. Yeah, absolutely. Almost the, the, the second best kiss at the Golden Globes. What Amy Poehler and Bono? <laughs> 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 that was a good question, though. I mean, back, back to get back to serious, that was an excellent question since there were only nine nominees and there was an open slot. Yeah. Of what film do we feel like got left out? And I say Silence would be my choice. Uh, and it was my disappointment that it get, didn't get nominated. I have a feeling that Robin has something in mind that he doesn't want to say because he's been playing that card close to his vest all <laughs> night. No, about- uh, well, I've published number 10, which I'll, I'll send you a link in a minute. But okay. The films that were eligible... For me, The Witch, okay, uh, oh. Under the Shadow, yeah. and Almodovar's Julieta. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Julieta would have been. Uh, I was really disappointed it didn't get a Best uh, Foreign Language Film nomination too. Um, I th- I don't understand why people thought that it seemed. I got the impression from a lot of uh, noise that I was hearing. I don't really. I didn't really read a lot of reviews about it yet, but I got the impression that people thought it was minor. A Moldovar, but I didn't see feel that at all. I thought it was. Is it Spain's right? official entry? That do you know yeah. that? Uh, I think it, it was. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Yes, yeah. it was. It was. It was yeah. his uh, It didn't even make the shortlist, so that's, that's sad. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. sad. That's, uh... mm-hmm. All right. Well, the ones that are nominated, we have here: uh, <laughs> Ar- Arrival, <laughs> Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion. Manchester by the Sea. So, what is everybody's favorite? Moonlight. Moonlight. Mo- Moonlight. Arrival. Moonlight. Yeah. Joe. It's, yeah. Didn't Did you, you say you? Moonlight? That, that I, I said I said Moonlight. Can hear you. Sorry. Yep. And then Sorry, so okay. Daniel, you're the you you said Arrival. 
Yeah, but I would love to see Moonlight win. I mean, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, yeah, so and my pick go. would probably be La La Land. Mm-hmm. That's good. We know. I mean, that's fine. We know. Yeah, yeah. I kind of <laughs> thought that. Kind of got that impression. Yeah. Arrival would be my second choice, Daniel. I'm right with you that Arrival was right up there. I mean, they're almost equal in my mind. The only reason I would like, to, I would, I, I'm just, I, I think about the. The the uh, the image I shouldn't because I know it's 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 a it's a not a good criteria to think about at all. But I think about the legacy and the image that the uh, academy uh, gives to the rest of the world, and I I would like to on uh, with the, what we've been through this year. I think it would make a statement. I think M- yeah. Moonlight Winnie would make a great statement. Really, I agree, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Although Arrival would also be interpreted as its own sort of pro. Um, globalism pro like countries working together but still that is not actually as important as the statement of moonlight i'll give you that no but you're right about arrival i mean absolutely talk about alien illegal aliens they can't <laughs> well, exactly. get much right. yeah. Um, but um yeah i'm the, but those both of those movies to me arrival and moonlight are just monumental you know i gotta just add that i am part of the reason for for me not being so high in moonlight is that mm-hmm. I saw it back in October or November, whatever it was. Like, it made an impression on me, but then I saw like 20 other films after it. And mm. it, I, the things that I didn't necessarily like about it were stronger than the things I did. And mm-hmm. I'm so, it's finally, it's coming out to iTunes then on Tuesday, and I'm going to buy it and be able to watch it again. And right. have because I've been listening to podcasts where people just keep praising it, and I keep thinking, you know, I got to come around to this. Huh. Yes, well, your cat's called Mel yes, Gibson. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Never let that go. Yeah, I mean, because Moonlight does do a lot of good things. I think for me, and a lot of it, and, and I'm going to throw this into the article that I'll write, but it ha- has to do with the very end of it. Hmm. That I and think, we probably, yeah. we, even though we've done a lot of spoilers in this episode or this podcast, we may not want to talk about the very, very end of Moonlight. Right. Just in case, yeah. But, Good idea. I mean, you can you can go ahead and as long as you don't, aren't, don't aren't specific. I think. Sure. Well, so the, to be as vague as I can be, like the whole film is working towards something that he never gets. Hmm. But that's great. That isn't that so nineteen seventies though? Is you know, isn't that so the, the greatest movies we ever loved, you know, were like that, you know? Yeah, and I and I heard what you said, Robin. That's the whole point, and I agree. That's the same the same argument that people have made. Like, why don't we get to see more sex? Well, because that the point is that is he, he's not able to because of the the community that he and the lifestyle the life that he's been born into doesn't allow it. And and in order to if they show more sex, it would be like. They're making it look like it's easy when it's not. It's not easy for him. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> but, why I'm I, hoping that, to like have a change of heart when I see it again. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think you will. And it's the kind of movie that that is one of those movies that the, it improves every. It, it's better every time you see it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, if he doesn't have a change of heart, we just unfollow him, right? <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Done. I will deserve that. <laughs> By the way, I picked Moonlight, guys. Deep down, I Suicide Squad to win, but Moonlight is my pick. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad. <laughs> Best Suicide movie of the year. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't even saw it in theaters at the Suicide Squad. 
but I saw the other day uh, an analysis of the editing of of Suicide Squad, and with that few bits I saw, uh, I, it was enough to to say to my brother, "No, Frank, we're not gonna watch this movie." Like in 20 years because it's bad. It's really <laughs> bad. Oh my God! No, 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 no way. <sighs> maybe so. Maybe so, to to laugh or something. But no, no, no. Just no. <laughs> great decision. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going with Moonlight actually in, in Best Picture too. And Good. it's it, it's a very different movie. Uh, and in a time like this, uh, we we need more movies like Moonlight that defy what what is what what we think it's supposed to happen. You know, it's, especially in in the African American community, they have mm -hmm. this stigma still of 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 people like they they can't be gay because they're black and they're men and they're it, it, and it's stupid we think like that you know mm. uh, it, it we live in modern times and i think it's time to move on on that and accept everyone like they are and where they came what they like we need more humanity you know and and moonlight does that moonlight make 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 me think of that and and be sympathize with 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 the character of Chiron, right? Right. With Chiron, so and to see him where he he comes from and what he becomes because of what of of, of where he came from, that that's really that's that's a that was a really good job from Barry Jenkins to, to show that so people know that not everyone has those privileges and. And all the the luck in the world, uh, they, they, they're not everyone is strong. That that have everything from the beginning. You know, we mm -hmm. we we have to struggle to get where we are. So, it, it, Moonlight is that, and and I love it for it. So it should win Moonlight. Excellent, excellent, well said. Yes, absolutely. Robin, what time is is it for you? Like close to uh, three o'clock, huh? Just after like, three a.m. Wow. So you're like, you're such a trooper for sticking with us at three o'clock in the morning for you. And, and we love you, Robin. We love yeah. you. Yes. Thank I, you. Say, I have to go. Like, how dare I when Robin's still here, but I got to go, you guys. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, Al, so much for this. This was so much fun. You're welcome. Thank you guys for uh, agreeing to do this. Yeah. I mean, four hours. That was very, very, very worthy. Yeah. Four, like, four Just think about all the editing I'll have to do. Yeah, have fun with that. Make it into two episodes, half and half, and so that yeah, it'd be easier yeah, for you. Know you. That seems like a good idea. See me waving, I'm waving bye. Okay, bye. okay, bye, 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 Daniel. bye yeah. Daniel. Nice to meet you. All right, guys, I'm gonna leave too. I'm gonna watch that basketball game. Right. Shauna, Joel, Robin, it's so good to talk to you for the first time, and I get to All know right, you guys, too. and look forward maybe to the next time when we do this. So thanks right. a lot, Al. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, Al. Bye. Later. Later. See Bye. you later. I'll thank you. Bye, Joel. Bye-bye. Bye, Al. Bye, Robin. Hello, hello, baby. You called. I can't hear a thing. I have got no service in the club, you say, say. What, what, what did you say? Oh, you're breaking up on me. Sorry, I cannot hear you. I'm kind of busy.
sick and tired of my phone, baby. Sometimes I feel like I live in Grand Central Station. Tonight I'm not taking no calls, cause I'll be dead. 